Hey everyone, you're listening to Walking the Ropes with Blake and Caleb, Episode 6, WWE Royal Rumble Recap and Review from January 31st, 2021. Okay, hello everybody and thank you for dropping into this edition of Walking the Ropes. I'm Caleb. And I'm Blake. Uh, we have an awesome show for you today. We'll be covering the news from last few days, and as well, we'll be recapping and giving our opinions on the Royal Rumble from last night. Yes, uh, but before that, if you'd like to support us, uh, you can check out our Buy Me a Coffee and Redbubble pages, which can be found through our link tree, as well as following all of our social medias to stay up to date with everything going on with Walking the Ropes. Um but with that being said, wow, uh, what a show. What a, what a freaking yeah. show we're coming off of. Um, this is our first uh, pay-per-view uh, review. Besides um, the uh, besides, ones we've had. Well, we, we did, we did uh, on Podcast Zero, we did Genesis, and we also did A Hard yeah. to Kill. But specifically doing the multi-times a week and whatnot, very first yeah. one. Uh, fun little segment uh, that will uh, come up after we go through the show. Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah. Um, I mean, obviously we'll get into the Rumble, but uh, for something I wasn't sure as to, like, how it would go and what we would get, you know, weird times, no live crowd, stuff like that. You know, you kind of wonder what you're going to get from from something like the Rumble that For almost sure. feeds off of the crowd. And uh, it was it was fantastic. Yeah, I I like we've both we've both got gripes with the card here and there. But other than that, it was a solid card right up and down the line. Oh, 100, 100 percent. Um, but yeah, without further ado, uh, I know we both got a few uh notes and news points here yeah um i don't you want to you want to hit it up i highly doubt we have much of anything the same <laughs> i i doubt so. it but um my first one is the uh parker bordeaux bordeaux however you say it the brock lookalike the yeah. football player if, he... if you haven't seen him look him up like it literally yeah. you it's hard to tell if you were to put them side by side. Yeah, and I can only imagine with age how much more he's going to oh, turn geez. into Brock. Um, but he confirms, I can't remember with what um, source, but that he will be joining a professional wrestling company uh, as well. This was further confirmed when UCF, his former team, uh, revealed their roster and Parker's name was absent from the roster. Hmm. So it, all signs lead to him likely signing and joining NXT. Uh, I, I mean, we we don't know how he's gonna do or anything like that. So I shouldn't I shouldn't have my issues. But you know the number one reason, and and if if you deny it, you're just blind or dumb. It's it's because of the look of him oh for sure like, and they're what... gonna pair him with brock in some way immediately if they can freaking wrestlemania like... three to three years down the line we're gonna get them against each other in the main event and i'm gonna be going which one's which <laughs> it, exactly and i mean besides their tattoos and i think parker has more hair um that's about it 
But like he literally, I I said it to you in a message the other day, and I stand by it. If it is WWE that he goes with, it does not matter if he is the shittiest person in the ring if he's got no mic skills anything like that vince sees him and there is a rocket on his back yeah just just because of the look of the guy yeah no and that's just it like for similar aspects you can think of people like mason ryan oh my where god they just appeared did something and then all of a sudden were gone and i because of this guy and kid is throwing away a football career to join the wrestling industry, I hope he doesn't just get squandered. Because he, uh, from what I've heard, he is a highly touted uh, NFL prospect. He could very well make it to the NFL and play there easily. Oh, let let him give pro wrestling a shot for for a year or two, I guess. And yeah, there's a good chance he's right back or. Or he's going to be a world champion down the line. Uh, no, exactly. And I hope because I want wrestling to succeed and I do like big guys in wrestling. I hope he becomes a good big guy wrestler. Oh, and I WWE don't. WWE doesn't do what we think they're going to do with him. Yeah, like I don't wish him a bad career. I don't wish him to be no. shitty in the ring. Like I, I, I've got no issues with big guys in pro wrestling. I mean, one of my favorite wrestlers right now, which I'm really pissed off that he was absent last night is keith lee oh right like jesus you want to talk about somebody that i'm like slap a slap a rocket on him like yeah please by all means so like i have no issue with that and like i hope he does fantastic i am just worried he's gonna get the brock lesnar treatment due to the very evidentness of right. it like you and, can't not look yeah. at it and go vince is gonna like him no, exactly. He and that's probably the re like he's probably already signed a contract with WWE, and that's why all these things are kind of coming out now about him confirming he's joining a wrestling promotion, but he's not confirmed which one. And now his teams dropped him from their roster, which I think is a college team, which would likely indicate he's not at the college anymore either. But that could be false by me just not knowing how that works either. Yeah, see, I have no clue how any <laughs> of that works. Um, so. Yeah. Uh, but good luck to Parker, and I hey, hope that he has a good luck. career. And I and don't I know mean, how to say your last name, so I'm just saying your first name. And I mean, if if it happens to be a uh, 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 off to AEW type thing, if AEW picks him up, I mean, fine. Fine, but the thing is, is they still have the potential if they pick him up to do the same thing Vince would do. Like, that's the thing yeah. to remember. Sure. I'm not shitting on him because it's the possibility of going to WWE. AEW could do Impact the could exact do same thing. Impact could do it. They could do I mean, the they exact did same thing. I can think of people they did it with. Um, Rob Terry, for instance, he came in and he uh, couldn't really go in the ring, but he, he was given a, I their a Rob Terry fan. <laughs> what was it? Their Legends title and their team the 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 Television Legends, whatever that title. I think the it one became that looked like really King nice. of the Mountain at one point. And... Yeah, I really liked that belt. Oh, I wouldn't mind it being the belt. world title. Like, yeah. So yeah, because uh, TNA as... had good belts. It came in as the Legends title, because I believe it was Booker T who brought it so. in, and he, like, crowned himself the first champ back yeah, and... when he was trying to do that really shitty accent, if you remember that. 
That was the I, worst. I vaguely do, yeah. Oh. Uh, but it was, yeah, like that, just not to go on and on about that belt, TNA had really good belts back in the day. And yeah. So. Yeah. Um, what else you got? What else you got for news? Um, Much of anything? S- Cesaro's contract is set to expire shortly after this year's WrestleMania. Well, it explains the push. Oh, it does. I, I said it on that. the previous podcast. It explains yeah, the push. Exactly. We were talking it. We weren't sure when it ended, and there wasn't okay. a confirmed date. It just said sometime after WrestleMania. Yeah. Well, that we were talking about him and Nakamura, so because they're they're both getting kind of prominent prominent spots, but uh, and yeah. I think Nakamura has entirely relocated to the states, so he will likely stay with WWE, if not maybe go to AEW, because he might have friends with uh, the elite there. With well, the his thing time is, in. with New Japan starting up the American, oh, true product, I I would not doubt one bit him hopping back over to, but be staying in America, staying and then in giving... the states for now. Once shit's yeah. cleared up, you're you know he's headlining the 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 Tokyo Tokyo Dome, like. Yeah, and I absolutely <laughs> wouldn't mind seeing him go back to. I don't know what his gimmick was in Japan. It but was I know... the same thing. It was just Shinsuke Nakamura. He was him. Okay, he was just exactly what he is now. Well, not now, but what he came to NXT as. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, like so, yeah. he's one of those guys where his gimmick is just kind of him. Him, well, and him can... turned up. You turn the dial up, right? Well, yeah, and you see that in his lifestyle that he kind of posts about a little bit where he's surfing and he enjoys the... the. I think he lives in Florida, so he loves More than likely. the aspects of Florida. And, I mean, you can't blame him. It's oh. a really easy city to love besides, obviously, the crimes and whatever that do happen. It's well, a take, city take away live. all the crap. You know, most of Florida, most of the places, unless you're in you're inland... Most of Florida, you're you're minutes away from a beach. Yeah, ninety nine percent of the time it's warm. Uh, He's the only like time walking around in shorts. The only time of the year you you kind of get tired of is hurricane season. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, even still, you might not get an actual hurricane, just some bad rain. Yeah, like, depending yeah. on where you are on the exactly. coast. Exactly. Just watch the news. But, just watch the news. <laughs> exactly. But yeah, um, that's. It was. It explains why Cesaro has been getting the push he's been getting. That's fair. So, um, what else? You got much else? I got my a funny one. Cena's gonna miss this year's Mania definitely because he has filming commitments. Yeah, that's on mine. Uh, he's, is it okay? He's filming uh, in Canada. Apparently, uh, is oh. where he's filming. Uh, is what I read this morning. I don't remember what it said. He was filming. Uh, okay, um, I have a, I have one that I know he's filming is Peacemaker, the so the character he's playing that's in was, Suicide Squad. Yep. yep. Um. So that must mean he played the character very well, and because I think the director, it, uh, James Gunn, is directing the show as well. Is he? Uh, from what I've heard, I could be wrong on that, but I know that they were in talks about it. Um. From what I read, and just from what I've seen, Cena has done a good job as uh. I think it's called Peacemaker and uh, in suicide squad and i look forward to seeing that so awesome awesome uh yeah so that he's he's this side of the border now granted granted uh the point i would like to make okay is we are still over two months for sure from mania (laughs) Mm -hmm. um 
So I can understand. Them. But it's like, not just that that he's filming. There was also another movie, and I can't remember what the movie was. Yeah. I, I'll be honest. I don't believe it. I don't believe it one bit. Um, but I'm I can't sure... see what he would be doing because the one thing we can say, the one thing I think we can say about Cena is he doesn't try to take the prominent spot when oh, he comes no. back. He'll he'll show up in the card wherever they'll put him. Like yeah, and it just so happens a lot of the time it is. I mean, because he's John Cena, you can't you can't put John Cena, you know. In a, a low-tier match, no matter your opinion no. of him, it'd be like The Undertaker coming back. And people were have been pissed off for years of Taker getting that, you know, co-main event or main event spot. I'm sorry, it's The Undertaker. You don't have The Undertaker. Open the damn show. He is your headliner, whether he's headlining or not. Like, obviously, the headliners last year, the last few years, like, were Becky and Ronda and Charlotte and... I can't remember the main event of last year's. Well, last last year's night one was the Boneyard. Was the Boneyard and right? Night it was the two night. was um, McIntyre and Lesnar. Right. So, like, you have your main events, but if that was a single night event, Taker would have gone before the McIntyre Lesnar. Oh, more sure. than likely, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, even um, though it was a good match. Like, but yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised to see him there in some kind of capacity. I will be shocked if he's not there. I just hope it's not the exact same thing he did the last one when he fought Taker, where he was in the crowd. It was, it was, it was cool for that night, for that story. Yeah. But we can't do it again. Exactly. That's what I mean. Like, um, um, if he were to ever come back and do it again, it'd be funny, but it'd have to be, like, against a Triple H or something, and he'd have to be, like, heckling the whole time. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, we could even get, which, I mean, once again, it's another one of those scenarios where it's, like, we don't want to see it again because it's going to get stale. But similar to what he did at um, 35 with Elias coming out, Dr. Thugonomics, stuff like that. I love that version of Cena, um, and I wouldn't mind him sticking with it when he comes back because uh that would make sense with him fighting the fiend well it's not so. a matter of of not liking the gimmick and not wanting him to stick with it i mean i don't want to just see him mania after mania kind of coming out uh uh heckling somebody because that's basically what happens with that gimmick and then just kind of disappearing like for sure if he goes back to that gimmick that's fine because that's one of my favorite cena gimmicks as well but um yeah in in the idea like i said of him just kind of showing up doing his thing and, and hopping out i just if we get a little variety with it is what for sure i want to nice. see him in a match capacity for sure but uh but yeah um is that all you yeah. got that's i only had three points so uh i got a few different things here uh one quick one uh mia yim uh also known as reckoning uh retribution right now uh tested positive for covid this past week oh um so wishing her all the best why she wasn't in the rumble obviously and stuff like that makes sense um 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 um, what else do i got here uh the bushwhackers are back together for the first time in 20 years okay uh they are available for bookings and that um obviously not in a wrestling capacity i would hope um 
I mean, but, they'll probably take a bump, but not. I don't uh, think they'll look for a match. The one maybe, maybe if, but if you remember the Hall of Fame, I don't remember which one it was. The one was in really rough shape. Right, but I'm so, imagining it being like they come out and some young guns just like you can't be coming out to my show. Punch the good one, and then the other, the older one that isn't in great shape, just bonk them with something. And yeah, some kind of weird bushwhacker thing. But uh, yeah, that was that was a neat little thing. Um, a few notes uh here that I got from being the elite today, which if you have not seen it yet, as it came out. Uh, as of this recording, not even an hour and a half ago. Um, spoiler alert! As for BTE today, um, one thing uh, that I found interesting: it seems that the Bucks Good Brother against Dark Order match was not actually live on Dynamite. Uh, they showed okay. stuff from the show, um, and they were joking at the start talking about it's the most edited match in dynamite history and they were showing things on bte that now that i think about it i didn't quite catch because maybe they weren't there on dynamite but they start showing more of the match on bte and i would assume cutler uh filming pans up during one point and there is no fans there is no fans at Daly's place, which we know there are fans at Dynamite. So how did they do that? Because they, I'm positive they pan to the crowd. Well, like, because they have cameras that point um, from the corner at the entrance ramp towards the crowd. Well, from what I could see, there was no crowd for that match. I'm going to watch it after this because I have yet to watch it. So I am going to look for that specifically. So, yeah, give a look and let me know. Or if anybody, you know, tweeted us at Walking the Ropes or even my personal handle, Caleb underscore Rabido, which is on our our border here on uh, the video cast. Maybe there was. Maybe there was. But the thing is, between them going like this is the most edited match in Dynamite history, which could have just been them, you know, shooting the shit and whatnot. Um, but, and those, those cuts, I was like, maybe, it, maybe it just wasn't live on Dynamite. Yeah. Um, which I mean, the thing is, is in, in, in theory, I guess wouldn't surprise me. Maybe they, they filmed whatever with the Good Brothers and then after dark that night or something, they shot that match. So that way the Good Brothers didn't have to fly back to Jacksonville or, you know, who knows? I don't think they did a set of tapings. I think we're still getting live every week, but um, it well, wouldn't surprise me. Now that I think about it, I feel like when I watched Dynamite, in that match, there was a weird cut where, like, one of the wrestlers was somewhere and then all of a sudden it just jumped and they were somewhere else. And I was like, yeah, I might go back and, and watch that match again. Uh, yeah, but that but was, I can't remember now. Like that, that was, was just that. a really interesting note that I got from it. Um, and as well, something that I'm not sure if you remember, but watching it, I, I thought of it. We were talking on the Thursday cast, uh, recapping dynamite. Uh, you had made a comment about during that main event match that there was some kind of a magic killer, uh, with the Bucks move combination. So it wasn't actually the magic killer. Uh, Gallows picked 
I want to say it was Uno up for like a backdrop. Carl Anderson hit the neck breaker and the Bucks did an elevated assist drop kick into it. Right. They show it yeah. on BTE and I saw it and I went, that's the move that happened. Because <laughs> we had discussed just... it on Thursday and I was like, I don't think it was the magic killer, but I couldn't tell you what it was. Yeah, but it was one of those like double team moves that even if it was just Carl and Doc doing it, it was like a brutal move. Yeah, but... uh. Anyways, and one more note quickly from uh, BTE for any of those, like I said, who watched. This is a, a major spoiler alert. Uh, we have a new Being the Elite champion as of this week. Uh, John Silver was dethroned by Sammy Guevara. I am um, heartbroken. And Sammy Guevara told them that if you want the title back, that they can come to his vlog and do so. <laughs> um... So that's, oh, no. that's a fun note. Um, and then two What last, was the competition this week? Sorry. Uh, field goals. Kicking field goals. Oh, they were I in the Jags it. training stadium. Or when training, they said uh, it was going to be field goals, I was like, oh, man, Guevara's going to win. No. Uh, so uh, it was actually really funny. They tied up and uh, Guevara uh got the tiebreaker of it. It was, it was funny. Oh. Um, and he started running around going, I'm cutting it in half. And and Nick Nick Jackson was there, and he's like, Sammy, please don't cut it in half. Please don't do that. Yeah. Well, that belt, I think, was made by uh, JB Toys or Belts or something like that on uh, Instagram because I follow them, and he also made the gagged one for Guevara. Oh, my gosh. Okay. I can remember that segment. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I got two more quick ones here. Uh, the f the f last one is a really interesting uh, note. Uh, this one here, though. Um, so it's a tweet, actually. I got it pulled up on my phone. Um, it is from former, uh, I believe he was head writer, actually, of Raw uh, years ago. Uh, Brian, and I might butcher this, Jawertz. Um, he put out a tweet. Uh during the rumble last night and i read it this morning uh, and i put it in the notes here because he makes a very fair point that i never contemplated and after watching the rumbles last night um obviously i wouldn't have wanted it to happen in the main event which we'll get to shortly um but watching it i was like actually it's a very fair point uh so the tweet uh, as Michael Cole would say, and I quote, uh, it's 2021 during the Royal Rumble refs should do a 10 count for those thrown under slash through the ropes or deliberately hiding. Yeah, it's too much to follow, but it'll, it'll force everyone to scrap the overused. We forgot about blank finish. Now back to eating prunes. And I I definitely, because I was watching some old Rumbles back over the past few days, and I can't believe how often we've actually had that um, in the past. Um, I, I, I say the number, and, and it's like, in theory, it is a long time, but give it the past 10 years. Yeah. We've had that a lot. Well, one that comes to my mind is Del Rio's win. Del Rio uh, reigns. Rusev yeah um we've had this uh i think seamus's most recent win because hasn't he won two or is he only won one i think seamus has only won one i think it's only been uh, one but he won via that exact same thing 
like, like it's it's very overdone and like the thing is like i enjoyed in the the women's uh rumble because it it went with it which like i said we'll get to it but just to be on the note here um billy k billy k's bit in it because it fit it what was, was happening it fit what was happening but and granted for her it it it's different because she never entered the ring I agree in the sense of when they both get in the ring, if you're then thrown out, sure. Um, right, because that's fair. If they if they enter the ring, come back, sure, do a count out. But if they don't enter the ring, they technically have not entered the Rumble yeah. yet. Yeah. Um. So. But yeah, so like, obviously I wouldn't have wanted it to happen in the men's uh, uh, Rumble because of the outcome sure. and whatnot. Because it, it worked really well. Oh, um, absolutely, it did. But for future reference, it's definitely a good point. I think the reason WWE doesn't do it is because they specify, you know, it's no DQ. There are no rules besides you can only be eliminated by going over the top rope. And I mean, even specifically in the men's rumble, there are points where they get very deliberate with that by how some people get eliminated. Yeah, that's fair. Um but yeah, that was just a, a an interesting note that I found. Like I said, I read it and I was like, you know what? It's a it's a fair point. Um, and then final one, which I'm not sure if you heard or not. Um, CM Punk yes, uh, was training with Stephen Amell. Uh, I guess it it's a new show or something. It's called I, I think it was called Heels or some shit like that. Yeah. Um, um which not I, heels with a Z, heels with an S. Because yes. the heels with a Z is uh, heels AEW. No, I think that's with an S. Is it actually? Because yes. I always thought it was with a Z. I think it's so. with an S. But okay. anyways, um I was not aware of this until I loaded up Twitter and yeah. I saw Stephen Amell's post and I'm like, ah, uh, pretty neat pretty neat oh it's um, very neat so that It'll was on just the stars a... channel um for those who want to ever check it out um, yeah I'll... i don't know i think you can get on stars with your amazon prime accounts so that's one of the channels you can add to yep. your amazon prime. yep it is because because i shared my prime account with people and somebody activated it and i had to yell oh, at well. them anyways yeah. uh, <laughs> from there yeah. uh i don't think i've i've got nothing else do you got anything no, that was, uh, it was a, for news, it was a eh, kind of few days, but some neat ones. Well, uh, so we're going to move on to, uh, results then, yes. um, for the, uh, the Royal Rumble from, uh, last night. Um, and just before we get right into the WWE Championship match, cause that comes out first. I want to say WWE really knows how to make the, their video packages for these opening, like oh, completely, pay-per-views. completely. They like if you didn't think the Rumble was important going into this, as soon as you finished that video package, you thought this was the most important event ever. Yeah, yeah. So um, I just I had to say that because WWE has mastered that. Oh, it, it it the video packages make you want to enjoy um For like sure. like we'll we'll get to the world title in a second because we got the pre-show to mention first oh um, right but uh I forgot about that. like even mcintyre goldberg something that i had oh i will be completely honest i had absolutely no interest in it 
uh, seeing the video package made me a little bit go, okay, this might be interesting when I had no yeah. interest in it before the video package. And I mean, I've seen all the stuff they showed in the video package. I've been watching everything up to this point, but for yeah. some reason they put it together in such a way that yeah. it, it just, yeah, it makes you enjoy you, you it. Feel like you're like, Oh, what's going to happen? Even though I literally know what's about to, well, I mean, for that match specifically, we didn't know what was going to happen. Yeah, had a solid idea, but it was like a matter of who came out on top. Yeah, it was like, oh, well, how are WWE gonna do this? But uh, but yeah. Anyways, so first, uh, it was moved to the pre-show, which just made me kind of roll my eyes. Um, the women's uh tag team championship match, the champions uh Charlotte Flair and Oscar against Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler, um, ended up being basically what i kind of assumed uh with what they've been doing with the lacy bit lately um it was a solid it was a solid match for the most part um i've got no big issues um they ran the finish of the match how i figured they should uh rick flair comes out um causes enough of a distraction there uh and then there's a bit between Lacey and Charlotte at one point um, where they kind of fight. Charlotte takes out Lacey, gets back in. Flair comes down, hands Lacey Evans something, uh, which I'm not sure if it was a ring or what exactly. But it was it was obviously, it was something. Um, to put on her hand or something. Yeah, uh, Charlotte's head kind of slips under the bottom right and, uh, bottom rope. And Lacey Evans gets, gives a women's right to Charlotte with whatever this is. Um, Loading and, her hands similar to the way, like, Sean Spears does them, basically. Yeah, yeah hell, what Flair used to do. <laughs> oh, very very true, very true. Um, And so that that gives uh, Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax the win, crowning new women's tag team champions. Um, yeah, and... Uh, like I said, a new segment coming up where we'll run through the results first. Then we got a, a fun bit to go through here. Um, but yeah, and then we get to the show opening. Um, love the pyro. I gotta, I gotta put that out there. Um, yeah. That that's one thing I can say. The Thunderdome has has given to WWE, um, which I've enjoyed out of it, uh, is some fan utterly fantastic pyrotechnics. I'm a big fan of pyrotechnics in wrestling and music concerts yeah. it's why i'm such a big kiss fan um if they're done right it, it can make something feel fantastic and right uh well wwe got away from it for a long time which and i'm worried so much <laughs> I, I i am really worried they're gonna go back to it when the fans come back is because like i think the wor- the issue was they couldn't afford it anymore basically and i'm like How? they they cut it to uh watch costs but i guarantee you with aew now which if if you've noticed aew came back there was pyro with them right off the bat like it, it's not oh, this yeah. crazy pyro because no, that's not what they're aiming for. But it was pyro and fans immediately like something that small. Like to me, the first set of pyro at Double or Nothing, I went, oh, oh, pyro well, and wrestling fire. again. Yeah, the fire shoots up for Cody, and you're like, oh. Um, <laughs> and like the second like, they started doing that, uh, like two weeks later, WWE brought pyro back, and exactly. so and you know there was a there was a tie there, um. But I, I like it. It makes it, like, the people who have pyro, like, 
not all the big guy, not all the big superstars, the female wrestlers, not everybody needs it. But sometimes it no. makes an entrance. Somebody like AJ Styles. AJ Styles' entrance was lacking for a very long time, and it was because there was no pyro. Yeah, and like you'd think, well, Mandy Rose, she doesn't need pyro. You can do some camera work to make her entrance feel special if you want to. Like, there are things, like, I think WWE's issue was every single person on the card had a pyro shot in their entrance. Which adds up, especially when, when your opening pyro is a few thousand dollars every show. Yeah, and then, I mean, if you get Kane appearing at any point, that fire shot that he does, it's all the stage and the posts light up at the same yeah. time. Th- like, thankfully for, for the fire, fire is a hell of a lot cheaper to set off, but it still costs sure. money! Yeah, like, and that's business. a lot. You're, yeah, but, um, yeah, so we, uh, we are setting up for the WWE Championship match, uh, Drew McIntyre champion against Goldberg. Um, a few interesting notes, which I know you messaged me about. Goldberg apparently stole Brock Lesnar's shorts. And then just taped his stuff over top. He's like, oh, there's my tattoo on the thigh and on my ass. Yeah, pretty well. <laughs> like... Um, And I was really, really uh annoyed, which I'll get to in a second. Um, But uh, Goldberg's entrance, I liked how they came through the back of Tropicana Field. Gave us a nice shot there before... Uh, what would end up being in the last man, uh, last man standing, uh, match. Um, it was a really nice shot because I, I really haven't seen anything outside of the post-match interviews from like the superstar spectacle and stuff. So it was a really, it was a really cool shot watching him walk through there. Um, but I was really annoyed that he got to the ring and then they played the video package. Yeah. (laughs) Like why? They should have flipped it, um, but I just I, actually did. They do. I thought they did a video package for Goldberg and then a video package for Drew. No, no, no. We got okay. the opening of the show, the pyro, Goldberg, and then right the, the 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 video package for the match, and then Drew came out. Okay, yeah, no, that is how it happened. I just was thinking for whatever reason there was a specific one for just Goldberg, but yeah, no. Yeah. Um But yeah, so we got that video package. Um and then Drew coming to the ring. Uh yeah. and we end up getting a brawl before the match. Which I don't know why the bell didn't just ring, because they were in the ring, the championship had been held up. The ref should have just rang the bell as soon as Drew headbutted him. Like, which but, clean headbutt, by the way, by, by oh, it was clean. great. <laughs> like, um, and it dropped Goldberg, like, oh, as it should have. Um, yeah, and, and then I think I don't know if he hits a you no, know, he hits a spear, and then Goldberg kind of run rolls out of the wing. Yeah, the uh, and then we get a bit of a brawl out there, which basically results at the end of it with Goldberg hitting a spear on McIntyre through the barricade, which I the saw coming. Steel from barricade. Him. Oh yeah. Uh, I, I'm sorry. I saw that coming from a mile away. The second they were yeah. out there, I was like, okay, so somebody's going through something <laughs> for sure. I, uh, I thought it was neat though. The barricade broke and for the rest of the match, we could see like the bottom row of fans. The bottom row of the you can just see their fans. hands. Like, yeah. But, uh, I thought that was funny. 
but they they get in the ring we we get the the bell finally going and um yeah really just a finisher fest which was. was expected i i'm sorry when i when i see goldberg's name on a card anymore i don't expect much else besides a, a spear and a jackhammer spear jackhammer spear 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 jackhammer um but it did make mcintyre uh look strong coming out of it after the spears yes. and the jackhammer um I think they pointed out on commentary he's one of like three or four people to kick out of it since Goldberg's come back. Yeah, out of the jackhammer. The, the jackhammer. Yeah. So um so that that was a really interesting note. Um yeah. And I mean, it goes where I didn't think it would go um with uh, Goldberg goes for this this big spear. He's kind of setting it up in the corner. This is going to be like his last sort of hurrah spear sort of thing. And Drew just moves. He runs into the post, and Drew hits the claymore. And one, two, three. Yeah, absolutely. Like, um, which fun fact? Since I've got the notes up here, that match was two minutes and thirty two seconds. Is that longer than the Goldberg Brock match? Yes. Mm, yeah. Okay, so I am going to search that. Uh, that was what Survivor Series of twenty. Uh, Survivor Survivor Series in Toronto. Uh, yeah, it would be 20... the easiest way. Twenty. Oh, jeez. Um, Toronto. Yeah, that's twenty sixteen. Holy hell! What? Twenty sixteen okay um yes it was almost a minute longer <laughs> right. uh goldberg yeah, and yeah. brock lesnar was one minute and 26 seconds we got two minutes and th uh 32 seconds uh, is that including the brawl i don't believe so including the brawl okay. we're probably looking at like eight minutes or so because they oh, let uh, mcintyre oh. come back from it and stuff like that goldberg's longest match um yeah pretty well um uh, they shake hands after which is they nice. shake hands and uh there's actually a really nice um show of respect and and uh something that i probably my favorite part of the segment uh which which uh we'll get to later um but uh goldberg it, it's it's not quite noticeable if you weren't paying attention but goldberg looks at mcintyre and goes you passed the test yeah which i was like I, like a little bit in me was like I'm, I'm like really you're you're the test but at the same time i was like you know what fair point fair point i will let that one slide because you are a legend you had a great big winning streak like you you're you know we we look at him a lot now and roll our eyes because of what he's doing now but let's not take yeah. away from who goldberg was he well, I hope for beast. sure, <laughs> and I hope, and I say this not trying to be mean to him, but I hope he goes away for at least a little while, and when he does come back, it's not in the same capacity that we've seen him in. Have him come back and do what Undertaker did. Just pick a fight with some random guy. Don't go for the title. Well, like, if you don't remember, because I forgot until just recently, him and Ziggler what do you not remember that 
excuse me? <laughs> Do you not uh remember uh if I'm not mistaken, it was at SummerSlam. Yep. Goldberg Whoa. versus Dolph Ziggler. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, SummerSlam 2019. That. Right. That. Because I forgot about it until like two days ago and it popped up on, on my Twitter feed and I was like, what the hell? Um, If he were to keep coming back and like, sure, he, he killed Ziggler in that match. But, um, if we get something like that, sure. I'm tired of seeing him in the title picture. We don't need him in a title picture anymore. You want to know something neat I just read about Googling this Dolph Ziggler thing? He threatened to quit over the duration of the match with Goldberg. Oh, yes. I do remember uh, hearing that around the time of that match. Oh, uh... I don't blame him. He got his ass kicked, and he shouldn't have. He, fairness to Ziggler, is a Hall of Famer in the future. Like he has done enough oh, yeah. to be in the Hall of Fame. Oh yeah, hundred percent. People can argue with with me about that too, and I will fight them. He's been a world champion multiple times, multiple time mid card title holder, multiple time tag team champion. Won the Money in the Bank. He is uh, very prominent. Uh, I think he's had the most appearances minus Kane in Royal Rumbles. Like More than likely. Actually, sorry. He broke uh, uh, the tie between him and Kofi uh, most consecutive in a row. Uh, uh, oh, okay. okay. Uh, because Kofi couldn't. That was what happened tonight. Dolph appeared. Kofi couldn't come into the Rumble. Yeah. And okay. So he is now ahead of Kofi in the consecutive Rumbles. Okay, wow. Um, but yeah, like if he were to come back and do stuff similar, uh, but you know, um, trying to put guys over a little more, I'd yeah. with that, but, uh, but yeah, so moving on from that, we got the SmackDown women's championship match, uh, the champion Sasha Banks defending against Carmella with her sommelier Reginald, um, which all in all, uh, pretty damn decent match um it went longer than i thought it would <laughs> oh yeah oh yeah oh, one thing i'll say sasha hits uh carmella with a big chop and cole goes that was a big slap yeah and i just got annoyed by that <laughs> it's uh... a chop for guys it's a chop for girls oh exactly 100 percent. 100 percent. so <laughs> um I just wanted to point that out. No, that that's that's a good that's a very good point. Uh I guess I must have noticed that, but now that you told me that I'm kind of annoyed. Um Yeah. Like... But like it, it ended up being uh another one of those decent matches. Um and Yeah, and uh Reggie didn't get involved near as much as I thought he did yeah. to get thrown out. <laughs> yeah, I I um actually uh for those watching and or listening, uh, had a few people, uh, over close friends in that, um, to watch the show. And, uh, there was a comment made when he got thrown out and it was like, why the hell is he being thrown out when he was attacked? Yeah. Like and there's, there's storytelling there. Probably the ref has been the ref <sighs> recently between these two. So he knows that, that means Reginald is likely going to get involved further. So he's yeah. just like, I'm going to put a stop to it right away, which 
fairness the ref can do whatever he wants but it just seemed a bit odd but but this this comes into uh not to sit on it forever but we've made the point a lot uh for those that are in a sense a casual viewer when when you pull something like that you need to make a point because in theory he was the one who was attacked yeah which pled no reason as to why he got thrown out Right, exactly. And that's just uh and that's a little bit of poor not even storytelling on WWE's part, just uh lazy writing basically. Pretty well. Just let him get involved a little bit more, have him break up a pin, and that's enough. Normally yeah. they get thrown out after a broken up pinfall. Yeah. Like, so I just I don't know, I found it odd that like even if there was something more behind it as to like the referee had refereed previous stuff whatnot. The commentator should have been on top of that if that was the case, because I don't know. Right, right. But... I, I I can't remember what ref it was. I don't think it's one of the ones we know their names of. Like yeah. he's he's one of their newer ones. Um, but he did a good job of immediately dealing with the person who's definitely going to get involved. I'll say that. Oh yeah, a hundred percent. But it just <laughs> it it was like one of those those plot hole type deals. Um exactly but to my surprise uh sasha came out on top i I, i'm honestly surprised um because i i figured it was going to be reginald getting involved and costing sasha the title so that's why i i i'm surprised by the outcome but sasha banks uh retains and uh um it in Carmella's defense here as well, she put up a good fight even oh, after yeah. Reginald left. So I can see Carmella likely in the next superstar shakeup, whenever that'll be, uh, her getting moved to Raw and going for that title. Um, because I don't see her in the SmackDown title picture again anytime within the next yeah. year, unfortunately. Well, I will say this, um, and and I I strongly strongly um stand behind it uh messaging with a friend last night um about it i have been very very impressed over the past handful of months with carmella's in-ring ability uh the improvement of it you you bring back to when she was featured as you know the the main woman on on i think it was smackdown and she's only been on smackdown i think she was she was decent but she wasn't good or great and now i honestly there is a complete jump from where she was she's doing fantastic um and she's really showing it so the thing is like that time for her like you said going to raw or something whatever it takes that time is coming mm-hmm. um it's just going to be more even of a going to nxt it's not on it's not a downgrade anymore. It, no, it's going not. to NXT and winning the I would if I was a woman in WWE, I would rather win the NXT women's title than the Raw or SmackDown one because you're likely gonna have a better feud with that belt. Oh, hundred percent. Hundred percent. But uh but yeah, moving on from that match, uh we get a segment segment backstage starts off with uh Xavier Woods and Big E. Big E's kinda ribbon on xavier a little bit which i got a good chuckle out of yeah um and then we good. get Sami Zayn coming in and he uh, sees all he sees everything he, he right? sees everything um except for kofi but coming up behind him oh my god kofi runs <laughs> up and scares the shit out of him well 
I was actually very surprised seeing Kofi and with him being yeah. like in full gear. I was like, wait, is he cleared? And then he makes a comment about not being cleared. And I was so upset because I was so but excited. You made a point. He was in full gear. The reason he was in full gear is beautiful, because beautiful gear. All of his gear was that of Brody Lee. Yeah. Um, and very just a great shout out. Very, very nice. Very, very um, well done gear. Uh, Brody yeah. Lee. Um, uh, I, I, yeah, them being like, I'm like, I'm here to rep, rep my boy type deal. It, it yeah. was just very nice. Um, yeah. I, I got a little choked up during that. Yeah. Uh, it honestly, as soon as I saw it, I messaged you. I'm like, I'm not crying. You're crying. Yeah. Like, I, uh, it was just, it was some, one of those things where you forget the, the impact he even had on the WWE locker room. So yeah, you see things like so that. We're getting so used to, to AEW and I mean, his son being there and being involved in yeah. stuff that, that you, you kind of forget about the other side of the pond where he was right. You know, right. he was there for so long, the friendships, what, you know, everything that yeah. he did there. Um, so it's nice to see and, and a, a cool little note, um, is is the photo that was used was uh him and his exalted one uh, uh stuff which i thought yeah. was because when they showed it i i like i only caught a quick glimpse of it and then going on to my instagram i follow uh main event gear main event gear i think is the one that posted it uh they do gear for like next to everyone um and they uh they posted it and yeah it was it was basically the exalted one um uh image which i found to be really interesting uh yeah. but uh, uh well wwe probably didn't care because at this point it's not promotional yeah it's like if they're going to say something that. if they're going to say something about it like they just need to fuck off yeah well the thing is new day didn't mention brody lee they, if yeah. they were gonna mention a name it was gonna be luke harper yeah um but they just they just said my boy and even um commentators they were like i think they made a point of saying and biggie and xavier woods are wearing some tribute gear tonight yeah i think that's about yeah, all i don't we got. think i don't think it was ever said um which, which is fine we don't fine. we know as wrestling fans who the guy is we don't need constant reminders but exactly. these little touches are fine you yes. see people throwing discus lariats and you go that's probably a luke harper nod yeah like nobody throws a discus lariat anymore but now you see it in almost yeah su suddenly it's there again which i am a-okay with i am a-okay yeah, with it i'm absolutely fine with it like, um but yeah and we go from from that to the uh musical performance of the night um from bad bunny i don't know maybe i just don't get it because i don't enjoy that kind of music but i just kind of sat there and was like where where is the other than booker at the end doing the uh his his, his signature line there um i didn't get a whole hell of a lot of entertainment out of it personally i, I unfortunately just didn't understand it it was like um when the song Despacito. Despacito, yeah. When that became big, I didn't understand why because I didn't know what was being said in the song. It was similar to Gangnam Style. I didn't understand what was being said in the song. It was a funny song because 
what you think is being said, but you don't know what the actual stories of it is. Yeah. Like Gangnam Style is a love song. Did you know that? Like, yes, yes, I did. Like, um, but yeah, I don't know. I just I was like, so, dude wrote a song called it Booker T, and and suddenly he's here. Uh, where oh, it's where called- was? Yeah, the song is called Booker T. Oh, okay. So my question is, uh, the band, if if you're not aware of them, uh, Bowling for Soup, uh, very good band. Uh, where was their performance when they wrote the song Alexa Bliss, which I enjoy. <laughs> if you've ever heard the song, it's a it's a good song. Yeah. Um, but uh, I don't know. Anyways, um, so we move on from that performance to the women's rumble, which I'm now gonna flip my stuff here because I just enjoyed the match as a fan. <laughs> yeah, oh, I did, but I was quickly typing the names of the entrants and as they got eliminated as well. So, so uh, so yeah, women's women's rumble. Yeah. Excuse me. We um. We start off number one, Bailey, which I got a kind of a shock from. Yeah, and and she lasted a long time too in the uh, twenty nine minutes and eight seconds. Exactly right. Like so, she was there for a really long time. So, uh, and then Naomi, uh, number two, which was <laughs> a nice surprise. One of my guesses. <laughs> So, um, Caleb didn't do his guesses this year, but I made a list of just some guesses. I'll point out kind of if I, if I nailed a guess of somebody who returned this in the rumble here. Yeah. Normally I do it just for my own, my own fun, just to see, just to see how accurate I am. But for some reason this year, I don't know if it was just not having the time or I don't know. I just didn't get around to it. Um, so yeah, yeah no and it's not like it's a big deal i just had the time to quickly make a list of i think it's only like 17 people for the women so <laughs> only 17 <laughs> it took me five minutes it wasn't that bad <laughs> but um i don't know how we want to run through this other than just kind of going through uh i just say we run through the entrances and if somebody gets eliminated before that entrance uh i'll let you know because i have it written down yep. when they got eliminated. sure Sure. Uh, so yeah. So as we said, one is Bailey, two is Naomi. Uh, then we have number three come out, uh, Bianca Belair. Um, yeah. And then Which, oh, p- interesting point. Uh, in the men's rumble, they point out number three is the most unlucky number in the in the Royal Rumble. Number three is now. Well, because um, it's had the least amount of time ever in a Royal Rumble. Well, add almost 57 minutes onto that from Bianca Belair. I know. Uh, I was like, is wow. that including tonight when they said that? But, well, it must uh, not. Yeah. It, well, maybe it still is. Who knows? Um, right. And then number four is Billy Kay, which uh, funny bit with her. She just walks right over to the announce table, sits down. Um, and the next few that come out, she ends up going over and trying to pawn her, her headshot and resume off on. So yeah. that was a fun little note there. Um, and then I was very pleasantly surprised. Enter at number five, uh, Shotzi Blackheart. I was so happy. With her tank. Yes, I was so happy. Uh, oh, as well. This is one of my guesses, too. She was on my <laughs> list. <laughs> totally fair. Totally fair. Um, yeah, number six, Shayna Baszler. Yeah, um, I don't think Billy came up and asked her to be on her team. I think she was too scared of her. 
she she went to go get up and then i think she sat back down like yeah i'm not gonna do this yeah so that Um, was kind of neat and fun fact here Shayna baszler actually lasted almost 42 minutes yeah that's that's really impressive like she i didn't realize when when she was towards the end there um that she came in at number six um because that's yeah yeah, she did last she uh she got the second most eliminations in the match as well with how many six oh wow there was not a lot of people in either rumble that got consecutive like eliminations i think probably the most that were is like six or seven well when we get down to the men's i'll I'll take a look there uh the most the most in this rumble was seven by uh rhea ripley Okay. But uh Shayna Baszler and then number seven, which I I popped big four again as we've talked about, uh Tony Storm. I'm a I'm a big yes. Tony Storm fan. This is also a guest that I had on my list. Uh yeah. but yeah, I'm a huge fan of her. Like Um and then I kind of uh curled up in a ball and started yelling no uh when number eight hit. Uh, oh, actually before number eight hits, Shayna Baszler eliminates Shotzi Blackheart. Yep. Okay. Just, yep. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, pipe yeah. in, pipe in as we're I going. will pipe in if there's elimination before the uh, number comes out. Um, but number eight, uh, for those of you who are fans from Ruthless Aggression era, uh, Jillian Hall comes out singing her singing her entrance music. Um, and it's one of those ones where you're like, oh, I didn't dream that. <laughs> Yeah, like, like, was that whole gimmick a dream? <laughs> but no. like, yeah. Um, and uh, Billy Kay finally finds somebody to partner up with, which I expected her to wait until Peyton Royce came out. Which, yeah, especially because when Peyton comes out, like... oh, it broke my heart. It broke my heart so bad. Yeah, but um, they form Billy and Jilly. That yeah. I, uh, anyways, <laughs> doesn't uh, last long. <laughs> no, not one bit. Uh, and then number nine. Uh, Ruby Riot. Yep. Um, and then number ten, which got a huge pop from me because I was and not I mean, expecting it. Me too, and probably the biggest surprise, uh, like surprise, surprise of, of the, the match. Oh of, yeah, of the, yeah. Sorry, not of the of the night of the match. There's one in the match. Yeah, I was so I was gonna say there's there's one that caught me a little more off guard, but uh, yeah, Victoria, uh long long awaited return uh to the e the ww of e uh yeah and she she looked great she she just she looked how long did she last by the way uh seven minutes and 15 seconds i thought it was a lot longer with no eliminations really yeah yeah oh but she does pull on Belair's hair for a while, and I liked seeing that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you just got a deep-seated hatred there. Uh, I don't like that that she can use it as a weapon, but she can't get her hair pulled. It's an inconsistency that bothered me, and Victoria clearly it bothered her too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, uh, yeah, number 11, Peyton Royce, uh, like I said, broke my heart a little bit. Um, but we did get the iconic reunion. They a, did, a bit, um, a bit. Who, who did they, who was Peyton standing on when they did it? Um, just it, I can't, can't figure out. I want to say it was Jillian Hall. Mm-hmm. And that's why, um, Jillian started getting mad at her. 
No, I want to say it was it was either it was either Ruby Riot or hmm, I'm not 100% sure. I feel like it was a blonde, but I can't. Oh, you know it might have been Tony. Good point, might have been. Um but yeah, they they hit a double team maneuver and then go for the uh the iconic pose uh and Billy stops herself. Uh, and it just kind of broke my heart a little bit because I was a big, big Iconics fan as well. Why did they break them up? Like, oh, this match means if they lose, they're no longer. Why? Yeah, yeah, no. But uh, yeah, and then especially with the tag titles existing. Sorry. Oh, a hundred percent, hundred percent, hundred percent. Uh, number twelve, which was a it was a complete surprise for me. Um, Santana Garrett. I didn't know who this was, unfortunately. I had not seen her yet before on NXT. So I I have seen stuff with Santana Garrett, thankfully, previously at NXT. Um, my favorite, my favorite, I got a kick out of it, and I'm sure he wouldn't have me uh, telling uh, Mitchell, as we both know, good friend. Uh, we're sitting there, and all that comes up on the Titantron is Santana. And I, I look <sighs> over at Mitch, and Mitch turns his head, and I go, don't worry, Mitch. It's a woman from NXT. And he goes, good, because I was going to be really confused why Santana from the Inner Circle from AEW was coming out in the Women's Rumble. <laughs> like, don't worry, Mitch. Don't worry. Oh, trust me. I saw that name, and I was like, there's a woman named Santana? <laughs> like, Oh, jeez. That was all, like, I thought. I didn't think it was going to be Santana oh. from AEW. Well, no, I ha- I was being an ass to him because he just looked for really sure. confused. But I was like, I uh, I got this. I can pull this oh, one. Oh, for sure. Um, and all love to, to Mitch because he's a newer wrestling fan. Oh, so he's still yeah. figuring things out. <laughs> oh, my God. He's, he's only getting into it because we lived together for three and a half years. And he really didn't have a choice multiple times a week. <laughs> True, and he likely will make an appearance on this pod at some oh, point. Or oh, oh, guaranteed. Uh, only reason he hasn't yet is because he's still in school right now. So yeah, <laughs> when, so... when we run the podcast, he's busy. So um, or else he yeah. probably would have been on this one. Um, for sure. But yeah, Santana Garrett, which was a really nice surprise. Uh, number thirteen, yeah. Liv Morgan, one of my favorites right now, as well. Absolutely. Um. Uh, and then just before the next entrance, we have Billy Kay, who eliminates Jillian Hall. Uh, and then Ruby Riot and Liv Morgan, they eliminate Billy Kay right afterwards. Yeah. Um, that's the first, that's three eliminations right now. And we're at 14. Yeah, I was very surprised uh, by the amount in the ring at once. Um, number 14, uh, Rhea Ripley from uh, still being uh, said from NXT. Yeah. Um, uh, don't worry. She takes care of the amount of people in the ring. Yeah, yeah. Seven, <laughs> seven eliminations overall. Thirty-nine minutes and six uh, seconds in the match. Well, before the next entrant, she eliminates Tony Storm, Victoria, and Santina Santana Garrett. Not Santina Marella. I know. Not in this one, thank God. Not yet. Um, next year. Uh, and then. Number 15, Charlotte Flair, uh, lasted 33 minutes and 47 seconds. And I, she goes to the final four, I believe. So that's, Uh, she uh... was eliminated 28th. Yeah. So she was in final three, three. final three. Uh, yeah. Uh, and so right after Charlotte comes in, 
uh, Bailey eliminates Ruby Riot. Yeah. And then we get the next entry. Uh, number 16, Dana Brooke. Yeah. Um, I, I always forget what her music is like, so I didn't realize who it was when she came out. The music hit, and I'm like, who? Oh, Dana Brooke. Okay, never mind. Never mind. Yeah. Got she you. came out to the ring real quick, so it wasn't like we had to guess quick. So. Exactly. Um, And I don't know if there was anybody in between uh, there. There was. Uh, Peyton Royce eliminates Liv Morgan. Sad. Okay, yeah. Oh, when when Liv went over, I was actually, like, devastated. Um, yeah. Liv is a really good competitor, and she deserves a singles run. Like, I love the Riot Squad, but I think she could be a really good singles person. Do yourself a favor and go and watch a documentary on the WWE Network if you have not yet. Uh, it is worth it 110%. Um, yeah. Jesus Christ, one, one of these days we're going to roll in money from advertising for these people. Uh, Hopefully. <laughs> Uh, number 17, which, uh, got me cheering from my seat, uh, Tori Wilson. Um. I love to see her. Like, always I, when, good to see Tori. When WWE brings back their, their divas, I guess you can call them at no, that it, point. It, it was the divas era. Um, I love it because there were so many in that time that were fantastic wrestlers that just weren't in the right time. Oh, exactly. Like, like they, they were they could put on an absolute classic of a match, but sadly they were in the divas era and they weren't yeah. allowed to put on an absolute classic of a match. That's like hearing stories of, of uh, female wrestlers in the divas era that would have to go out and retape a match because their punches looked too good. Right. Like it's which just, I actually can't... think was Victoria and Michelle McCool or something like that, that that happened to. They were actually told to go back out in front of the live audience and retape their match because their punches looked too good. That was clearly before Taker married her then, because so... I, I bet that wouldn't have happened. If, no, that, uh... that, that, no, that went to Flona with Taker. Uh, uh, and then after, or before we get the number 18, Rhea Ripley, uh, eliminates Dana Brooke. Okay. Uh, and then number 18, uh, Lacey Evans, uh. It, they claimed it was Charlotte's robe, but on the back it did say Rick. Uh, it so... said, it said Nature Boy. Did it, okay, well, either yeah. way, which, which I could tell Rick. it was, it, it, yeah, it's... it was Rick, like, that, that, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but it, as the fabric it was on also kind of looked like it was just kind of pinned on there too. So maybe they grabbed hers quick and pinned that onto it. So that way it was like, yeah. Rick's thing. Well, one of the points that I made was those robes. Uh, if you listen to interviews, uh, like, cause when I saw it and she was getting into the ring with it, I was like, Oh no. Oh no. Because Rick would pay upwards of thousands for certain robes. Um, and so, like, when she was getting in the ring with it, I was like, can we not destroy this robe if it's actually a Ric Flair robe? Because, yeah, like... well, it started to fall. You could see the feathers oh, falling the feathers. off, and I'm like, oh, no. It's like a, it's like a plane freaking hit some kind of purple bird in the sky, and... Yeah. There it was! It was, was bad. Speaking of purple, your drink there. Yes, yes, my, my water, yeah. I just saw that as you said that, so... Uh, and then uh, before we get number 19, we get Charlotte eliminating Peyton Royce, Shayna Baszler eliminating Tori Wilson, and Bianca Belair eliminating Bailey. Bailey's interesting one because 
as Mickey Mickey James is number 19. Yeah, Mickey, Mickey James, James yep. is coming out. Um Bailey is thrown out and the commentators don't notice. Yeah, I know. Like, and that's shocking because Bailey's one of their like top people, and they had to watch a replay to find out she got eliminated. And you could hear Graves realize he's like, Oh crap, she's gone. Like Oh yeah, like because they cause just I, missed it. Yeah, because I I don't know if I caught it out of my, the corner of my eye or something, but I'm like, I think Bailey went out and then they showed the replay, and I'm like, okay, Bailey did go out. Okay. Yeah. Um but yeah, Mickey James, which was a really awesome surprise. Uh, uh, this is also on. She was on my list <laughs> of guesses. Uh, and then number twenty, if there's nobody in between there. Nope. Uh, number twenty, Nikki Cross. Uh, also on my list. Uh, there's not many more after this. Twenty-one. Anything in between here? Nope. Uh, 21, Alicia Fox, uh, making a nice little, uh, piece in here, which actually leads to, I probably shouldn't have gotten as good of a chuckle out of it as I did, um, but our truth runs down, um, hops up on the apron, and she's yelling at him, and the, the whole, wrong, wrong match, wrong match, my bad, my bad. Yeah, uh, the one thing I'll say, I had on my list, uh, our truth was one of the entrants, but I'm counting it because he comes in, he he gets involved, and Alicia Fox wins the 24 uh, seven title. Uh, yeah, and uh, but it was just it was so funny. Uh, just I'm counting it because I was like, our truth's gonna come in as an entrant, but he didn't. He just it was it was even better than I thought it was. So yeah, uh, and then 22 Mandy Rose, um. And she quickly eliminates Alicia Fox, who gets pinned by our truth. Uh, he gets his title back and then runs off. Runs off, yeah. Um, twenty three, which got a good pop from me. Uh, Dakota Kai, very very excited to see her in another match. Too bad yeah, she only sure. lasted two minutes and six seconds, but. Mm. Uh, and then Lacey Evans eliminates Mickey James before number twenty four is another one on my list, Carmella. Yep, Carmella. Um, and there was a fun little bit with her and uh, Reginald and that multiple times uh, throughout the match. Um, uh, and then before we got to number 25, we had Rhea Ripley eliminating Dakota Kai, Rhea Ripley eliminating Mandy Rose, and Nico- uh, Nikki Cross almost eliminates Carmella, Reggie then saves her, uh, and then Carmella eliminates Nikki Cross. Yep. And then we get number 25, Tamina coming out. And uh, as Tamina's coming out, um, we have uh, Reggie holding Carmella on the outside. Um, And as Reggie turns and Tamina's ready to super kick his bloody head into the sky, uh, Carmella jumps out of his arms. And... uh, So... My question here is, is that Tamina's elimination or is that Rhea Ripley's elimination? Because Rhea threw over the ropes. So according to this chart, it's Tamina's elimination. Interesting. So okay. I'll have to look into that a little more after. But uh... I would argue, I mean, that's who I saw throw over. I could be wrong. I would argue that that should be Rhea's elimination because Tamina had yet to actually enter the Rumble. 
Yeah, but it, it, they've, they've called it in past years where people have come up, sure. they haven't actually entered yet, pulled somebody out, and then slid in, and it was their elimination. So. For sure. And I mean, um, even in the men's, there's a guy who's not even in the, the Rumble who eliminates people. Like, you know, it's, it's fair, but it's just something that I wanted to question. Oh, uh, I didn't yeah. know if you had a, an idea on yeah. it or not. Well, this claims to Mina, so... Uh, and then number 26. Uh, oh, is... actually, hang on. Before that, sorry. Bianca uh, pushes Naomi out of the ring, and then they kind of do this weird, like, I don't even know what you would call it. Like, well, I don't they're... know why they needed to use the momentum together, because they're hanging over, like, the apron. Well, I, I made a comment, because they were both, like, still kind of holding themselves up. I'm like, I wish I had that kind of core strength. Right? Like... <laughs> But yeah, they're um, they're kind of hanging bottom uh bottom rope with their feet and they're hanging on the outside. Yeah, and they work together to get themselves back into the ring. Um but what they do to me doesn't make any sense. Because they didn't need to swing together. They could have just grabbed the ropes with their back hand and pulled themselves in. And that's just me overthinking it probably, but Yes, but uh, well, I said the same thing at the time. I was like, well, that was unnecessary, but it was just for the spot, I guess. Uh, absolutely. Uh it's Naomi's classic rumble spot where she's the Kofi of the the Yeah, rumble pretty well. Ring. Um but yeah, 26 Lana um making yeah. her uh basically da, da, return. Da, da. Uh that da, was the da, first da. time since around Around TLC, I want to say. I believe they said. She got hurt at TLC because she was supposed to be uh, Asuka's partner. That's right, and, and that's why Charlotte returned, right? Thank which you. in theory means she was supposed to be losing the titles tonight. <sighs> okay. Or last night, I guess, but yeah. like Interesting. No, cool. Anyway. <laughs> um... And then, is there somebody out before that, before 27? Lana? No, nobody. Uh, so 27 is Alexa Bliss, which I was super disappointed. Um, and why did everybody just gang up on seconds. her? Yeah, she just jumped her. She comes in and everybody, like everybody jumped her. Um, and then oh. is she eliminated before yes. 28? Yeah. Yeah. Rhea so, Ripley eliminates Alexa. Yeah. She's standing in the middle of the ring. The lights are starting to go out. Obviously, they're going to start doing the transformation thing, which I actually was popping for. I was like, oh, for my sure. God. Like, are we actually seeing this? And then Rhea Ripley was just like, nah. Um, And I was really upset because literally she hit the floor and we never saw her again. I was like, yeah. maybe we'll get something, you know, right. as um, to that. And there was nothing. The one thing I'll I'll note, WWE was self-aware there. They had the audience boo. They knew they had the clip sound, the audience booed when Alexa went over. They okay, knew that, I, that was a bad spot. They so, knew themselves. So I'll be honest, and I said it to those that I was watching with last night, I have really tuned out the Thunderdome. For sure. Um, just due to the fact that we know it's piped in audio, which there was a lot of issues during the rumble match where the, either the countdown, they would start really loud and then like bring it down or like you could barely hear it. Or my favorite is when they would cut too early <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> with, with the piping in the audio. But, uh, so that's really nice that they were aware enough to, to yeah. boo it. I'm yeah, glad. Th that, 
uh, Alexa hits the ground and you just hear the audience just boo and, and everything. And it's directed at Rhea, who I believe is a heel character in NXT. I could be is wrong. Is she? I could be wrong. I, I only saw I her in that say last she, man standing match. She so. si- yeah, and, and in that, that was against Raquel, right? Who Ooh, is... And they're they're kind of that anti kind of Yeah, thing. I was going like, to say, she, she, she reminds me more of like the Deadpool sense, the, the anti-hero. Yeah, exactly. Um, where where she's not a heel, but by no means is she the face of the situation. Exactly. Um, and so maybe that's Rhea's situation too, but um, she got heat from the ge- generated crowd, I guess you could say. Yeah. Um, but yeah, 28 uh, Ember Moon. Uh, really nice to see her back in. Yeah. Um, no, yeah, that was really nice. Um, I don't want her to come back up to the to the main no, roster. And bit. no offense to her at all. No, like, the, the, there's there's no offense. I'm I'm having a lot more uh enjoyment out of her being down in NXT. Like that's yeah. my thing. Uh, well, I mean, she, and her tag team partner Shotzi was earlier in this match as well. So yeah, like when she when she uh came up to the main roster initially, I was excited because I was a big fan of Ember Moon, and then. Well, <laughs> we didn't get the Ember Moon we were getting in NXT, and I was like, please go back, and then she did. Yeah. So. <laughs> and she did, and now she's doing her same gimmick. Although her entrance music has, like, this um, odd, like, um, Siri-esque voice in front of it now. Yeah. And I don't know why. I, I'm not 100% sure myself. But before... 4.29? Oh, no, never mind. After. Okay, so number twenty nine, Nia Jax, uh, who got four eliminations with only being in two minutes and forty four seconds. That's a testament to how many people were still in the ring at twenty nine. Yeah. Oh yeah. Does um, it say how many were left when she came in? Mm... <laughs> no, not from what no. I can see. Okay. Yeah, because I couldn't keep track of that, but I was doing well enough to keep track of the eliminations. But uh, before we get to number 30, who we all know who it is, we get quite a few eliminations. So we get uh, Shayna Baszler eliminating Lacey Evans. Nia Jax eliminates Ember Moon, who Ember Moon lasted not long at all. Um, One minute, 51 seconds. Yeah, uh, and then Shayna and Nia eliminate Naomi and Tamina as well, uh, and in separate situations, but they did it back to back basically. Yep. Uh, and then Nia Jax eliminates Shayna Baszler, and she just goes, "Hey, I'm sorry, I had to." Uh, uh, yeah. And then Lana, Lana eliminates Nia Jax, and um, then we get the then the thirtieth entrant. Which is Natalia. Uh, we all knew from backstage. Um, Her gear, I was surprised, didn't have pink. At all. None. Like, none. I'm not mad at all. I'm assuming there's some kind of throwback. Because she did do some Luke Carper, Eric, or um, uh, Brody Lee um, toss-ins, like a discus uh, lariat and all that. Like, she was... So I feel like there was some kind of tie into a Brody Lee or something like that. Uh, no, that's could... just her move. She's been doing it for a not, long time. Not, not even the, not even the lariat. I'm saying the gear. 
of some oh. kind because she was a friend with uh with Brody at one point. Yeah, uh, I don't I don't time, I don't so. know. I don't know where the tie-in yeah. would have been if there was something, but I, I could be digging too far into it, but that was what I was like, I'm hoping that's it, because I always picture her in black and pink. Yeah. Well, so. um anyways, there's a big beatdown uh at yes. this point. Um uh Baszler and Jax come back in because they are annoyed. Yeah, and they they beat down just about everybody. Beat down Natalia outside, which I actually figured we were gonna get the 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 Lana finish. Uh, the, the, I did, and then they threw uh, Natalia in. Yeah, uh, Baszler was like, "Oh no, no, no! You get to join the fun too." And I was like, "Okay, good," because uh, I honestly thought it was going to be Becky, um, because there's been rumblings that she was gonna join and whatever. And I was like, "Are we posted, really doing this again?" She posted on social media. I kid you not. She posted a picture of the curtain at gorilla position, the red curtain with like the black thing and everybody was freaking out. And at the end of the rumble, she posts, she posts going, Oh, sorry guys. I just thought it was a picture of a really nice curtain. And I'm like, are you, are you kidding me? We clearly know why she's there later in the night. We find out why she is in the building, but uh, Um, yeah, that's very nice. I did not see that. Yeah, it yeah, I, it was it I was love great. when wrestlers troll fans because it it's perfect. Like Yeah, and like she posted it before the Rumble, so I'm like, okay, you're not returning in the Rumble match. But then Natalia got taken out and I'm like, wait. Wait, wait. wait. <laughs> um but yeah, now now go away with the the eliminations and and what not. Right. So, we had after uh, Baszler and Jax took out whoever. Natalia eliminated. Not, uh, Natalia eliminated Lana. That was a mouthful for whatever reason. Uh, and then Bianca eliminates Natalia, and we are down to the final three: Charlotte Flair, Rhea Ripley, and Bianca Belair. My which guess is to a win picture, which is a it, it's almost exactly like the picture, um, just over a year ago in NXT after Charlotte won. Because right. Bianca was going for the NXT Women's Championship at that time, which Rhea Ripley held, and Charlotte was challenging for it. So there is a picture uh, circulating right now of them in NXT a year ago, around this time, just shortly after, and last night. Very nice. So it uh, was that was a really nice, almost like a long term, long term storytelling bit, which certain people would grasp onto, which was really nice for sure uh and then uh this like obviously Rhea Ripley we said in my or in the podcast was my pick um to win the rumble here um they go it goes down to the final two with Bianca Belair and Rhea Ripley eliminating Charlotte Flair and she actually looks impressed with them for yeah she 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 had a a shit-eating grin almost (laughs) yeah like she was like oh you fuckers you you eliminated me yeah you you got me you got me (laughs) Good yeah. job. Uh, and then it's the final two, Rhea Ripley, Bianca Belair. They go for, I'd say, probably a good five or six minutes of just fighting and beating on each other for a little bit. Uh, well, I'm trying to find Rhea Ripley. Okay. It'd be difficult because they were, she was like 16. 14. Uh, 14. 14. Then. Uh, um, yeah, so I'm not sure but they they went for a few well really nice bit was uh they were on the apron at one point and yes. they were like truce 
truce, yeah. let's get back in. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and that was actually Rhea that was um, mm-hmm. saying like, hey, let's do... Because Bianca was just going to do probably similar to what we had uh, with Asuka's win. And I was so <laughs> nervous we were getting that. I was, and I was like, please just let them do the classic throw out. That was, it was a bad time that year. But anyway, we did eventually get Bianca Belair winning the yep. Women's Royal Rumble. Yep, Bianca and Belair I sigh, wins. I apologize. I just don't see the hype behind this girl. I'm, I don't know. Maybe I needed to watch her in NXT. Um, I don't think, in my personal opinion, there's been enough show on the main roster, which is maybe where I'm missing. Like, that's the thing. Um, like, huge congratulations to her. Like, this is a big This moment. was your this pick, is a, right, this to is win a... in, from the pod? Uh, yeah, I believe so. Um, so we were, we were one and two. We had the final two picks. Like... Yeah. So, um, like, congratulations <sighs> to her by all means, like, irregardless of, of my feeling there um like yeah. big milestone uh for sure no exactly it works out i just like i said maybe i missed a large portion of it in nxt and we haven't gotten the chance on the main roster to see it and like, hopefully we do if that's the case yeah and apparently her her chronicle or whatever they yeah call the, the, it, the documentary bit that they did on her i guess is really good I've heard it's good, but at the same time, I feel like they literally just did that to try to gain her the sympathy vote before the Rumble. And it seems like it was released at a very, very odd time now with her winning the Rumble, yeah. 100%. So it's just like, um, I don't know, I as much as she's not a bad competitor, her gimmick bugs me. And, you know, maybe this is one of those times we need to hit our button and be like, hey, this is just us, but. Yeah, well, we, we won't stick on it long enough, I don't think, right now to bother. Yeah. But, um, I mean, there's there. Obviously, we're going to get a lot more of her in the coming weeks, and there's a good yeah. chance that nuclear heat button does get hit. Oh, um, I can only imagine if at the Mania week of the way, they're probably going to go. Pretty but... well. Um. We'll yeah, see. So Maybe Bianca... she'll have changed our opinion of her then. We're well, not going to say hey, we're hey, going to hate got, her. We've got over two months. We've got over two months. So... Exactly. I'm going to give her the benefit of the doubt because now she's in a position where, unfortunately, I have to give her the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, so here's hoping going forward. But con- uh, big congratulations, though, irregardless to Bianca Belair on her For victory. sure. It's a huge milestone. She has now cemented herself in a long, or I guess a short list of winners for the women's, but a long list of Royal Rumble. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, exactly. Um, And then after that, we get a segment backstage. Miz and Morrison try and convince this bad bunny uh, to join. Mm. Um. And and kind of shit on Booker a little bit, and Booker's right there. Uh, so and I uh, thought Booker would be in the Rumble, and it's I'm I mean, so sad. It's no spoiler that he's not. Like it was just it was sad. Um, I do like how Morrison bails like immediately. Like yeah, nope, bye. <laughs> well, I'm I'm not a hundred percent sure. I think uh, Morrison and uh, Booker had some kind of feud for a little while at one point back in the day possibly i don't remember entirely but like during this segment uh yeah uh the second there's a confrontation morrison's like later <laughs> Bye. Like, <I'm laughs> not, not doing this um yeah and then we get what 
what I I got a I got a really good freaking chuckle out of if I'm being honest. Uh, we go back to the pre-show panel. Um, our truth comes in, and Peter Rosenberg uh, actually wins the 24/7 title. And I got such a kick out of JBL going. I think I just witnessed the worst moment in wrestling history. <laughs> Well, I, I saw on um, Instagram that he was the new champion. And when I watched through, because I watched um, after the live. Um, yeah, because you were. Yeah, when I watched through, I didn't see that. It didn't cut to him going to that. What? I'm not, I didn't see that. I have it immediately going to the last man standing match interesting okay yeah yeah they cut to the pre-show panel our truth comes in and that asks rosenberg to move and and he's he's standing there and basically you can see rosenberg like waving at a ref he rolls him up gets the win and takes off and they're all sitting there and jbl jbl is literally like i think i just witnessed the worst thing ever in professional wrestling history and they're all pissing themselves laughing and they go back to the announce table, and Corey Grave uh, goes, uh, what was his line? Um, uh, David Arquette, you're off the hook now. <gasps> and I'm like, you guys, leave leave Arquette uh, out of this. He's made up for, for WC. Well, it wasn't even his screw-up back in WCW. That was WCW. It was booking. Who did that to him. But Arquette has, he's got good fun about it. He even says he's the reason it killed wcw but, oh yeah <laughs> um one thing i will say i hope and i say this probably very rudely but i hope this is the end of the 24 7 title i uh, hope that putting it on this guy he's run off it's done no it's not you know it's not because it's 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 all our truth's gimmick is now the second that title is gone our truth is done like it's the Can't sad. Let him go somewhere it. else. Let him become Ron Killings again. I enjoy the R Truth bits that they're doing. I... I mean, I do, but I just don't like because knowing where Truth was way before he signed for WWE to where he is now, he's not that wrestler, and it's just sad because I feel like he could have been like a top guy in WWE. But I mean, he's having fun. He's making a lot of money so for sure. No, I take exactly. a Truth I'm... spot. <laughs> For sure. I'm not saying he's in a bad spot. I just wish I could see him in a more prominent spot. And the thing is, he did get a good spot in his initial run with WWE as yeah. Kate Quick. Like, well, okay, yeah, even before his actual R-Truth run. like Yeah, so... Um, but, anyways, but you know what I mean? Like, I would have liked to see him as a world champion at oh, some point, and I feel like that's not going to happen at all, ever. Well, yeah, like, he'll never be world champ. We did get, uh, like, main event picture our truth for a bit, but... Um, yeah, there was um with Morrison and uh, I think it was Sheamus and Cena yeah. somewhere. It was that kind of era of feuding. Somewhere around that. But, uh, and then we move on to what was an impressive match, uh, for the WWE Universal Championship in a last man standing match, the champion, uh, Roman Reigns against Kevin Owens. Uh, I will not, I will not, uh, just keep going with Reigns' nicknames this time. I did it the once to get to ya, and I'll leave it for this show. Um, Um, wow. Greg Hamilton, he almost dropped the mic. Yeah, he was introducing them. Yeah, I and it almost that. like I watched it back a couple times. It almost looked like he shivered. So I'm like, is it so, cold? 
the thing is, is he had put out a tweet a few weeks back apologizing for his performance on SmackDown. Um, that his girlfriend, fiance, wife, whatever, had tested positive for COVID and was having right. some very severe symptoms of it. Sure. Um, so chances are stuff's maybe not cleared up and whatnot, and he's still working. Um, so so stress related then or whatever could be. It it just looked a little odd, and I was I was just concerned for him. I was like, "Are you okay?" Like, yeah, he didn't he didn't seem. Well, and even, like, because it sat on him after he talked about this match and happening and you you wait for Kevin Owens' music to hit, so they're just kind of sitting on him there. He's sitting there and he's just kind of like... Yeah, and like... Because he, he knows he messed up. He's like, oh, God. Like... Yeah. He just didn't look like he was there. You know what I mean? Like, he... Oh, I 100% get what you mean. Yeah. Yeah, it's just um, it's unfortunate um, because he is he is a very good announcer. So yeah, so if 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 something is going on, wish him all the best. Obviously, exactly. Um, I just wanted to point that out. Didn't know, and glad that you actually knew a little bit more about that for sure. Yeah. So, so uh, but I mean, this match, um, start to to almost finish. Um, I was impressed. Lots of. Lots of spots throughout the whole match. Um, well, I would say the time I thought the finish happened was when Rain sent him once Rain sent Kevin Owens off the um, the fans board. The, the, the I thought for sure that was the finish. Yeah, yeah. I thought for sure that was that. Uh, but he gets up. And he literally is just stumbling around. He's like through Gorilla. He's all the way. And and we get this really neat shot of Tropicana Field where it's like you, you start to see the what the roof's made of and like the fact that it is actually a baseball diamond that they appear to have built a room inside of. Um, and then out of nowhere, and I mean out of nowhere, Reigns runs over kevin owens with a golf cart which i know a lot of people are comparing to the aew bit from <laughs> almost a year ago at this point gosh um, yeah some like just a few months under uh yeah we understand the comparison but to be honest it's they, immediately what i thought of but they were two different levels each well we were talking about it just before the podcast each spot has its own merit like yeah mm-hmm. sure maybe if you if you remember that you you think back to the AEW thing but this was a completely different uh way of handling it from AEW like you mm-hmm. cannot run both side by side and say the same thing about both like no exactly so but really awesome spot um yeah just trying to think uh along with that oh um reigns shortly after starts beating on kevin owens and is just saying like he looks up to the skies he's like your grandfathers are watching this yeah and uh all of a sudden kevin owens just goes bananas hits a pop-up power bomb uh hits the splash on on reigns from oh not it, not from that yet it Just was it was it. off of some of the uh the the stage boxes and that that they yeah. use they they keep lighting shit and that in yeah. um 
and then uh, he he uh, he gets reins up on a set of tables. And I thought uh, when he starts messing with the forklift, I thought he was going to do the puts it over top of reins and gets the win with it. But um, no, no, he did not. It kind of goes to another AEW callback almost, like um, uh, with the Matt Hardy spot on the forklift. Uh, like, it doesn't lift. go the same way, but. Uh, yeah, the scissor lift in AEW, yeah. Yeah, but they're very similar in in what the what the spot was going to be mm-hmm. for AEW. Um the, clearly it worked for WWE. And if you actually uh, notice uh like right after the move, um when they're showing you can actually see the padding underneath the tables. Right. So WWE's clearly witnessed what happened in AEW and learned from it. Because AEW did not want that to happen to Matt. We know this to be true. We know that Matt was supposed to land safe, and it just didn't work. Now wrestling companies are taking more precautions, and that is a good thing. Oh, yeah, I'm that not was against hella that scary. at all. That was hella yeah. scary. Um, well, he walked away fine, and that's just probably a testament to the man himself. Like, Oh, 100%. Um, but yeah, some really, really um, awesome spots. Uh, uh, Ko calls it a uh, tribal blood on Reigns' face. They uh, and then they make their way back in. Uh, we get fighting which, through Gorilla again, which was nice. Yeah, which I knew. Uh, once they started getting up near the screens, I knew what we were getting. Um, it was a very evident thing. Um, and kudos to the WWE production team because even after uh, Reigns speared Owens through the LED boards, uh, the LED board stayed on. So <laughs> congratulations to the WWE production yeah. team. <laughs> and I almost thought actually that they were going to repair it in the Rumble, but they didn't. And they you could see, it. like name there was just a huge hole where people's names was supposed to be, and it's like okay. <laughs> um, and then. Uh, uh, we end up uh, heading over off to the side because uh, Ko rolled off of off of like the little stage area yeah, that he to got get to sent his feet. through. Yeah, literally as the ref was going, t- like it was just yeah. So, uh, and then Reigns uh, has some handcuffs. Um, he's beating down Owens, and then Owens handcuffs him uh, on. Uh, one of the the lighting structures the heavy metal lighting structures yeah um and just as the ref is getting ready to count the 10 on him uh he murders the referee uh pulls him hits him right off of another one of the lighting rigs um and uh i got a little annoyed now um because Heyman comes in starts and a new to... ref as well trying to unhook him. The ref's up to about six and he looks down at, at Heyman and Reigns and realizes that they're not getting out. The ref stops. There's no count. There's no count. There's no count. And then Reigns gets up on his knee about 15, 20 seconds later. And the announcers go, Oh, the, the ref must be saying he's at a vertical base because of the way he's, he is right now. I'm like, hell no. The ref stopped counting 30 seconds ago. Because he knew that, that, like, it's a difficult thing to get handcuffs off when it's a small key. And no offense to Paul, you have fat fingers. I got him too. Like, 
you can't do things with a small little key like um but like the ref had just dead ass stopped which i was like yeah. if reigns would have been smart he would have at which he finally did at one point he kind of got himself up and bent over which is a vertical base which, you need why to be didn't back he on just your do feet. that initially but instead they made it look really awful because the ref was like like i said he was at a count of six and then he looks down and just kind of you could tell he was being told in his earpiece stop fucking counting mm -hmm. well and it was probably vince and you hear stop fucking counting and you go uh okay yeah i'm just going back up now um i want to lose my job <laughs> and we get owens getting choked out and the guillotine that reigns does looks really good i will admit that. it looks decent um like could look better uh i mean yeah choke, but but um chokes it, him it's out. a big guy choking out a big guy right so it's it's yeah. a little difficult to make look right all the time that's fair so. um and reigns picks up uh the the victory retaining the title it's not a bad match, all no. honesty. Like even that finish, it it sours it a little bit. Probably make what makes almost a perfect match um uh go down a few notches. But it, it's it was a good match all around. Not, definitely showed um KO's ability to carry a main event when it's his time, and it shows that Reigns is willing to actually take a beating if WWE will let him. Yeah. Um. Fun, fun little quick note here, which really doesn't make a difference, but it's something that uh, I really finally 100% noticed last night. Um, and and thinking back to it, I should have noticed a long time ago, um, but I never did. Um, off to the side of the entrance ramp uh, for most of their shows, um, like it's it's the cement, it's the concrete and that, but they actually lay a matting down. Kind of, yeah. So it looks like concrete, but it's actually a matting because it's all taped off and whatnot. And thinking back to it and thinking of the stuff they normally do off the stage and that, it totally makes sense. It, it's it's a cement lookalike matting. And after the but show... But it's, it's definitely a hard matting. It's probably only about... Oh, it's, it's, oh like... yeah. Like, it's not, it's not that it's meant to be soft. But it's just an interesting, like, I, I, I looked into it afterwards because, you know, you see it so much. And I was, I, I never contemplated it. And then yeah. I looked into it last night. And, yeah, it's just a cement lookalike padding that they, like, matting that they use. um Because sometimes they end up in, like, right now they're in Tropicana Field. Which, if uh, you yeah, saw so in the backstage, backstage yeah. they have rubber matting around. Because it, it's, it, well... It's a field. It's a field. <laughs> uh, well, actually, okay, so that's not entirely true. Um, some uh, NF or NBA stadiums are MLB. false turfs. So, sorry, thank you. Um, <laughs> uh, they, they have false turfs, so they roll the ground out for the baseball games, and then they just put it away for uh, concerts and whatnot. Yeah. So it, I don't know how Tropicana is, but that could be the case as well. Well, it's, so it's not, similar not to a lot of the, the football stadiums and that too, because yeah. WWE has been in football stadiums for Mania previously where they had to lay their own floor over for top sure. where yeah. there's been others where it is just a false turf. Um, yeah. 
so I'm not sure, but either way, uh, it was whichever it is. Yeah, it was just a fun little thing. Like I said, like I never comp like contemplated that it was a it was a fake, just a padding or something off to the side. But it totally makes yeah. sense why they do so many spots off the edge now too. Uh, well, thinking back thinking to the about past, it. yeah, um, like uh, well, makes that spot with May Young, uh, and uh, Bubba. Lot, lot better. (laughs) Exactly. Um, I mean, it's just something to break that fall. I mean, you you put anything over top of concrete, and it makes the fall easier. Trust me. And and probably when they know a big spot like that is coming, they'll pad that area where the land is going to happen a little bit extra. But oh, if something as best they can, if something big is happening in that area, they more than likely um probably when they lay the ground for that show because normally with them moving there is probably a padding underneath that ground that they use that's probably like two per, like like uh 50 percent more padding than the the one that's just on over it the, yeah. the concrete lookalike one sort exactly. of exactly like yeah. um but yeah and then moving on from that we go into the main event which let me swap back over to my list here um we go into the main event the men's uh 30 man royal rumble match um yeah. which absolutely um killed it in my opinion uh but we'll get into that uh so we start the match up number one comes out the rated r superstar edge my pick my favorite um wrestler probably of all time as we've talked about previously which i got a story for the end of this before we get into our our special segment and of the nights and that um and then orton comes out number two and as orton's coming out edge just runs and just yeah he says screw this we're not doing a rumble we're fighting yeah (laughs) like which uh they fight up down left right all around in the ring bell rings um and then Sami Zayn comes out number three. Yeah, and he's mad. He's like, what the hell? I'm number three, and I gotta go against these legends? And he basically just hangs around them. And he's like, as Orton will do something to Edge, he'll do something to Edge. Yeah. But then if Orton, like, turns to him, he'll just kind of walk away. Yep. Like, yep. And so. then we have uh, Mustafa Ali at number four. <laughs> Cole refused to say the first name. He only called him Ali the entire time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> which, fun fact, uh, because uh, they've only been properly, in theory, pronouncing his name, Mustafa, for only a short period of time here, um, because previously it was Mustafa. For, for, for a long time on the main roster, it was Mustafa yeah. Ali uh mitch as we previously talked about he was sitting here and he came out and i went hey it's mustafa ali and mitch looked at me so confused because he's missed about two months of wrestling since we no longer live together and him being in school he only catches certain things and so when i said it he was so confused as to why i was saying it that way and then the announcer says it uh, somebody on the announce team probably graves or something goes mustafa ali and mitch goes wait Hold on, since when has it been that? And I'm like, eh, a few months. <laughs> uh, I'd say it's a little over a month now that he made a point of it. Yeah, probably probably back in December at some point is when I remember 
yeah it being pointed out um and so anyways the heels are kind of at this point beaten down on edge um and then number five jeff hardy comes out uh to kind of save the day um which then leads uh edge and orton off on another tangent uh brawling around they come around to the announce table get up on it orton goes for an rko which edge reverses into uh it was probably supposed to be an education uh but just a a lift ddt Um, yeah yeah um as much as you can do on an announce table (laughs) Um, yeah and i like that wwe will sometimes have the announce table rigged to blow up and sometimes it won't like yeah like it takes a little more sometimes or no it's it's probably not even that there's probably just a little switch that they can like so it's like it's locked in place or it's not locked in place and so when a move gets hit on it it'll either collapse or it won't I, I have a feeling that, that these are specially designed tables that they just have like a little flip that they, once it's ready, because we've seen it where a move will be hit on it and then another move will be hit on it and it explodes. Um, It is probably just a matter of of bracing and whatnot, honestly, because could, could I, be that too. Be, being at live shows where they've they've gone through it, they reassemble that table in a matter of 30 seconds. That, that's what I mean. I think it's all, like, and... snapped together, and then they can just, like, there's one where it can take the blow, and it's just, like, a switch that has, like, a lock in place where it's sturdy sort of thing. You know what I mean? But that's Could just because I know how, like, my desk is put together. It's just these half-turn things. So. Oh, potentially. Um, but, yeah, so he, he hits the DDT, um, and then number six, Dolph Ziggler, comes out as they're still brawling. Um, and we basically get Edge taking a chair to Orton and uh, hits him over the back and then hits him in the knee. Yeah, um, and then Orton's taken to the back. And the commentators make a point of noting that his uh, knee pad is completely tore up, which I don't know how that happened. Like, it was, if you looked at it, the padding was completely pulled out and weird. I was like, when did that happen? Yeah, I don't know when that happened. Like... Um, and I expected them to do something like this, but I expected them to to give Edge a reason to be out as well. Um, oh, that's where I thought it was going to be, too. Because I said it right away uh, to, to Mitch and them that, that I was watching with. I was like, they're going to they're gonna take both of them out somehow for most of the match. And then Edge ended up lasting the whole match in in the match which surprised me but we'll and he'd have that. spots throughout the entire which, match too yeah um, um and, but before we get to number seven dolph ziggler eliminates jeff hardy and i got a bit of a chuckle because jeff goes out and then he stands up and throws himself over the barricade did he if you I go back and that. watch he goes out they go jeff hardy's eliminated and then he stands up and chucks himself over the barricade on hard cam and i'm like Jeff. that's great <laughs> uh yeah no i uh i was disappointed i wanted to see jeff last a bit longer and it just kind of is that point of well wwe assigned him to that three-year contract now they don't have to do anything with them that, yeah that's what they that's what they keep doing there's been wrestlers who have come off of contracts being like i was promised this this and this so i signed three to five years and I got none of it. <laughs> and I think that's exactly what has just happened to Jeff. He's getting the money, but he's not getting the stories he was promised. Because there is no way he signed on and was okay with being three minutes in the Rumble. 
Jeff Hardy lasted three minutes and twenty five seconds. Yeah. Um. Yeah, like if if it were me, um, as somebody who is looking into going through wrestling training and has wanted to be a wrestler for years, and that, um, I would gladly take potentially like a fair bit less money to actually, actually be used. And I don't need a main event spot, but no, Jeff Hardy does not deserve three minutes and twenty five seconds. Well, I mean, you can even point out, like, I would take whatever spot I can get. What Varsity Blondes are now getting on Dynamite. They started on Dark, but they have worked their asses off to now get spots on Dynamite against the top guys. Mm-hmm. And and got awesome matches, which we talked about previously. Like, it, Yeah, I would much rather take, like, and I say this, I, if one of them offers me a deal, I would sign it. But... I would, if I have the option of both companies sitting in front of me, I would likely take a a Dynamite or an AEW contract over a WWE contract at this point, just because historically, and their history is a lot less, obviously, they have done better with new talent. Oh, yeah, 100%. But you got to remember, they're they're still growing. Their actual roster size is 10 times smaller than what WWE has, and, which I think I am, is a big yeah. issue with WWE is there is too many. Well, Vince, he just went, well, I want this wrestler and this wrestler and yeah. this wrestler. Well, and it's, this it's very much so been this way since they bought WCW and they haven't stopped. Yeah. That's the issue. And, but And now AEW is here and it's like, Hey, see, we we're a, we're a friendly area uh, of, uh, we got, you, you're a wrestler here, you're not a independent contractor, you know, it's, they're a family at AEW, it seems like, and yeah. I think that's something WWE used to have, and they don't anymore. No, not one bit. And they'll get it again once uh, Triple H takes over, and uh, I say that, obviously, thinking that's not going to be anytime soon, but, Oh, exactly. Know. Um, but yeah, going from number six, Dolph Ziggler to number seven, Shinsuke Nakamura from SmackDown, uh, comes yeah. out. Um, and yeah, then and Carlito comes out. Number <laughs> eight, which was, I mean, it was, it was reported pre, uh, earlier th- that day on yeah. the dirt sheet. Sadly, I wish I wouldn't have seen it. I would have liked to have been popped. That's kind of why I was Carlito. so quick about it. But. Um, but it was nice. I mean, it was. you're talking, I, mean, I think, 11 years, 11 years, yeah. 12 years. And before I had even seen that dirt sheet list, he is one of the three people I guessed from my men's list. Yeah. Well, the thing honest. is, he was supposed to be on Legends Night, but he didn't want to bother with the travel for a 30-second cameo. So after I heard that, I was like, I wonder, I wonder. Like, And I wouldn't be surprised if he ends up in a sense in the MVP spot. He's apparently booked for raw tonight. Um, and they want to, oh, yeah. they want to put him on as a producer, which sure. Well, I, I would totally be uh, all for that. I think he's a, a great wrestler. I think he could really be uh, a good mic for somebody who doesn't have a voice right now. So like if they wanted to put him in MVPs sort of situation, <laughs> I really think he could shine and be a, a a promo piece, basically, for, say, oh, who would be a good one for him? Honestly, Otis. <laughs> could yeah. you imagine that? Like, but anyway, I just, I had to, 
that's just a point that I thought yeah. was quickly there. Um, and with our other bits that we've still got to get through, uh, we should probably run through this uh, a bit, yeah, bit we're, more. <laughs> for sure. Yeah, we're, we're getting there, though. Um, number nine, Xavier Woods. Yeah. Um, and right after is Big E. Big E at number 10. Um, Wait. Which... I have Big E eliminating Xavier Woods. You'd be wrong there, because that was Mustafa Ali. Yeah, why do I have Big E eliminating him? I am that, not I'm... sure. Yeah, he. Yeah, because uh, then number eleven comes out, which is John John Morrison, Morrison. and Mustafa Mustafa Ali eliminates Big E. What? Wait. Ah, uh, no, he does not. Wait, what is going on with my list here? What just happened? Oh, Moss eliminates Big E. Right, Omos, what am I, what is going on here? Wait, how does Omos, AJ's not in yet. That's what I'm trying to figure out, because Biggie is eliminated 19th, and we're not even at entrant number 12 yet. Yeah, and I'm saying Biggie eliminates Mustafa Ali. You said Big E gets eliminated. That's what you had just said. I don't know. My brain's not here. So, anyways, uh, number twelve, <laughs> Ricochet. Yeah, we're gonna go move on. Ricochet. Just ignore me. Apparently, when when number eleven, John Morrison came out, my brain just went. Yeah, it just kind of <laughs> melted for a second. <laughs> um, but I'm back now. Number twelve is Ricochet. Yep. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Followed by Elias at number thirteen, and Elias then eliminates Carlito. Oh, poor Carlito. Um, and then number 14, Damien Priest. Uh, yes. Which... And he gets a few, quite a few eliminations. Four. Felt like more than that. But... Four. He is, he is tied uh, with Big E. Big e. Okay. Th- those were the two most eliminations in the I match. did. I thought four. there was not very many people with a lot of eliminations. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Damien Priest. Um, and then number 15. I don't know if there's anybody in between there. Oh, he eliminates Elias. Okay. Damien um, Priest does. 15 is The Miz. And he immediately destroys Bad Bunny's DJ equipment. And wouldn't yep. you know, Bad Bunny comes out. Yeah, uh, I believe Miz and Morrison both get eliminated by Damian Priest. Yep, uh, he just dumps point. them over, basically. And Bad Bunny jumps on top of Miz and Morrison. Off the top rope to the outside. Yep, yep. I got. And my... moving on, Riddle comes out at number 16. <laughs> yep, yep, I was going to say I got my notes there, but we'll get to that. Um, oh, if you want to say that. No, no, that I'm just, I'm annoyed. Uh, we talked about it before. Uh, we mentioned it with the golf cart spot, but that one was that one was just such a shot at at Snoop being on Dynamite. It's not funny. Um, and you can argue me there all you want. Like, no, like the I golf don't. cart spot, they each had their own merits. This I saw almost no difference. Although I will give a small tiny bit of credit to Bad Bunny, he sold the dive better than most indie guys would. and that's not a shot on indie guys there that that is literally a tweet that i read earlier i don't even know who it was from um it it was some independent wrestler and i went back and watched uh after reading it 
and he he sure as hell sold it the whole way up the ramp. Yeah. So, but anyways, yes, Riddle at sixteen, um, Daniel Bryan at seventeen, and then my next pick or my next guess, Kane at eighteen. And we get a, a little bit later, we get a Team Hell No reunion. And but... according to this, Kane is apparently smart part of the SmackDown roster. Interesting. Um, I, yeah. Kane eliminates Dolph Ziggler and then eliminates Ricochet as well. Yeah, I was I was surprised by by Kane. I, I guess I shouldn't have been. But it, it was just one of those things where really wasn't expecting it. Yeah. Um. No, and that's just it. Like, um, at, like they do, like Daniel Bryan and Kane do their Team Hell No hug reunion thing, uh, and then Damian Priest eliminates Kane. <laughs> and like, so Kane was literally in there to just kind of do that bit with. Uh, well, minute uh, fifty one. Yeah, he was there to do the bit with Bryan and then leave. Uh, and then number nineteen, we have King Corbin. Uh. Yeah, and then it goes to number 20, Otis, right after. Otis. And then King Corbin eliminates Otis. <laughs> yeah, Otis lasted 53 seconds. Um, yeah. And then number 21, Dominic Mysterio. Um, which... uh, and he, uh, Dominic Mysterio eliminates King Corbin. Yep. Uh, I wish you would have gotten more than two minutes in the match, but you know, yeah, exactly. Uh, number twenty-two, Bobby Lashley comes out. Yeah, and he comes in and he starts literally just he he eliminates two people real quick. He goes Dominic Mysterio and then Damian Priest, which makes sense as to why I thought he had more eliminations, but he just got eliminated quicker than yep. I thought he did. Yeah, well, Damian Priest lasted fifteen and a fifteen and a half minutes. Yeah. So. Well, I was just, I thought he lasted a bit longer than that. Like I didn't realize um Lashley oh, yeah. eliminated him second for for when Lashley came out. Yeah, and then twenty three, which was a a fun little pop. Uh, Hurricane Hurricane Helms. Yeah. Um, that was really good. Comes in and uh, who who does he end up going for the choke slam on? I'm I'm blanking. It here. is Big E and Bobby Lashley. Right. Right, he goes for the double <laughs> choke slam, and and it's, uh, uh, Biggie and Bobby Lashley toss him out of the ring. Yeah, and then number twenty. Holy shit! <laughs> okay, so this guess, this is one of my guesses, and I'm gonna say this: when I put this down, I was literally like, "Oh, who's one last person I could put down?" Edge is in this. Christian. Um, I what did I, you know? I jumped out of my seat. Um. Christian, for those of you who aren't aware, was uh, similar to Edge, medically disqualified many years ago uh, from competing due to, uh, which is different from Edge, he was due to history of concussion, similar to what took uh, Daniel Bryan out. Um, and even Corey Graves, who's not And Corey Graves. Commentary. Yeah. Um, so to see him come back out, and which I've read uh, now over the past, you know, uh, just over 12 hours and whatnot since the event, um, apparently he was at the arena all day. People knew he was there, which isn't a surprise um, yeah. because, as we said before, I'm pretty sure he is producing. And even if he's not, I think so. Christian just kind of being there really doesn't 
You know, he's one of those no. guys where it's it's not a surprise. Also, oh, no, he, because I he, believe he yeah. lives in Florida. So... so him showing up for a taping wouldn't be out of the norm, probably, especially yeah. during this pandemic. He's probably there to kind of help out with some training. Because, I mean, even during the Last Man Standing match, they showed the ring where we have, like, the interviews and stuff like that. And they called it a training ring, which makes a lot of sense. That way, it's it's completely hidden from any public eye. Yeah. Like, you know. Oh, that, that ring back there is a training ring. The ring they do the interviews in is actually in the back. Oh, really? Because it's got it the LED like the, boards. Uh, I just assumed they they put up some lights when they wanted to record for it. Yeah, no, that, from my knowledge, is a straight up. They've got two or three okay. rings, I think, littered across the field. Um, because they're not allowing uh, those off the main roster to go to the Performance Center. Yeah, Because sure. they're keeping NXT and the Performance Center in their own bubble from reports I've read. Um, well, obviously, except for the few crossovers that have happened. Well, the the handful, but um, but yeah. So but, Christian, yeah. Christian was really uh, a really awesome surprise to see. Which I honestly, as I said to you uh, before the podcast, I don't think Edge even knew he was gonna be in it because uh, Edge is laying there selling the music hits, and Edge just kind of like looks over, like, "Are are we real right now?" And the look on his yeah. face just. If he did know, it was obviously just he's very very happy for his his best friend. I just um, forgot, didn't know when the spot was coming, just, like, was told, oh, Christian will be out there at some point with yeah. you, you know. Or it like, was, it yeah. was a surprise, which the thing is, if that's what they did, that that's cool to me. Uh, oh, exactly. But, yeah. And I mean, right as Christian's, before he even gets in the ring, um, they, uh, Brian and Riddle and Biggie all have Lashley kind of on the edge, and Christian pulls the ropes out from under Lashley and tumbles him over. And so four people eliminate Bobby Lashley, Riddle, sure. Biggie, Christian, and Daniel Bryan. Um, and then we get our Edge and Christian reunion. They hug and they they do <sighs> they do a few moves together, which is really cool. And um, yeah, it, I don't know if there was any more notes before number twenty five. Nope, nothing before twenty five. Uh, AJ Styles. Yeah, uh, and then, honestly, right after uh, 25 with 26, we got Rey Mysterio. Uh, and then we started getting this really weird stuff with Omos. He just started eliminating people when they'd be over the ring. Uh, or if Styles, you know, was uh, going to get thrown out, he'd grab him. Uh, so Omos eliminates Big E. And uh, then we get number 27 with Sheamus. And then we get Omos eliminating Rey Mysterio. Yeah. Like, it was just, it was really weird. It just, and I think he does another one later on. No, maybe it's just those two. I only but, see the two. But it was just so weird because normally we get one, one of those in a rumble. But Generally, there, there's something odd, but yeah. He did it to two people, and one one of them being Big E kind of bothered me because yes. I've been looking at Big E as uh, on the up and coming. For Ray's, it would have made sense because Ray's a little guy. Omos was just picking on a little guy. Sure, Big E's it kind of bothered me a little bit. Yeah, but um, and and I I want to go back here really really quick. Uh, For sure, talking about uh, we mentioned Ray, uh, Dominic Mysterio when he got eliminated by Bobby Lashley, uh. Lashley tossed Dominic. Holy hell. They made oh, a joke yeah. where uh uh Dominic was similar to SpaceX at that point. Uh he yeah. flew. Um 
But anyways, to go to go back here, uh, you said twenty seven was Sheamus, uh, twenty eight, um, being yeah. Cesaro, uh, and yeah, and then number twenty nine, the next, <laughs> the biggest surprise I'd say in besides Christian in the men's rumble. Oh yeah, um, was Which, Seth Rollins. And and I had mentioned when we when we were doing our predictions, I honestly believed he was coming back with the Messiah gimmick. I just didn't know how they'd do it. Which, seeing he did, um, and uh, yeah, like it was nice. It was nice to see Rollins back. Yeah, for and sure. as we said, definitely the reason why Becky was backstage. Her hundred percent. Do you know the name? Uh, of the chart? uh, uh, Rue R O U X. Okay, so say. her and, and their, their little girl were uh, probably backstage. Seth Rollins. Uh, um, children, one, thanks. Uh, they welcomed their first daughter named... Yeah, I don't know if it's pronounced it. It's R-O-U-X. So I would Roo? think it's Rue. Rue? I think it's Rue. Um, um, which if I am wrong, I sincerely apologize to both Becky Lynch and, and Seth Rollins. <laughs> yeah, please don't come for us. We 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 mean no harm. Yeah, I, I wish you guys all the best you. as parents. By the way, congratulations. We're, we're actually trying to give you a shout out and explain that you guys were probably being very good parents and having like a good family moment at the backstage after Rollins did eventually not obviously win because <laughs> he's not going to this Rumble. He's coming back. He's going to be put in a different story. Oh, exactly. We're gonna get that out of the way uh, right quickly. Rollins does not win. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and then is there anything between twenty nine and thirty? No. Nope. Uh, so number thirty, Braun Strowman, which I'm actually sitting there going, I wonder who number thirty is, and his music hits, and I go, oh right, I totally forgot Strowman was a thing. Yeah, I forgot he got announced, and I was like, oh right, yeah. Yeah. So uh, Braun Strowman comes out, and then uh, he eliminates Cesaro, Sheamus. And Styles, <laughs> not all at the same time, but just yeah. that's who he eliminates. Yeah, uh, and I feel like one of the ones he throws them over the top, and they like land on their face or something. But I feel like somebody did, but um, but yeah. Uh, and then Seth Rollins, uh, he eliminates Daniel Bryan and Riddle. Obviously, again, not at the same point in time, but just those were his eliminations. Uh, and then Edge and Seth Rollins together kind of eliminate christian and braun Strowman. yeah so so at this point um Strowman goes to throw edge out edge grabs on and edge is on the outside teetering pulling Strowman. um christian comes up from behind and is starting to get Strowman up and over which is when rollins comes up and just kind of flips christian sending Strowman and christian to the floor and in yeah. theory at this point We've only got two left. Edge right. and Rollins. Uh, Rollins then goes to hit the curb stomp on Edge. Edge tosses him over. And the announcers start to go off with Edge did it. Which, Edge turns around and here's Orton. Orton RKO's him. Um, picks him up. Goes to toss him out. And Edge tosses Orton over the top rope to secure his victory. 11 years to the day from his first one. Um, and yeah, Edge wins the men's Royal Rumble. Um, interesting side note that I want to get out of the way here. Um, they, they mentioned he was the third wrestler to win from the number one spot, 
which means they are still counting Chris Benoit's Royal Rumble win. But they just won't say it by name. Exactly. Because when they said it, I'm sitting there and I'm like, well, the only other two to do it from number one, technically, because number one and number two are the same, as we've said in the past, but he entered number one. There, there's, there is a difference, even though it's, it's the same. Um, the only other two are are Shawn Michaels and Chris Benoit. So for them to say not like the third, I was like, holy shit! So they're still going to reference that Chris Benoit in theory. You know, I you know, and maybe they'll just say you know the Wolverine one. This one, I don't I don't even think thing. they'll they'll mention something like that. I think that's but the you know closest what I mean. we're gonna get. Yeah, um, exactly. Because we'll never thinking, hear his name. <laughs> no, exactly. And that's what I was meaning. Like, if we're gonna hear something, he was known as the rabid Wolverine in uh yeah. WWE. So I could see them just going like, Oh, well, the uh, the Wolverine won this this rumble if they wanted to say who won the rumble, but they by no means have to. Yeah, exactly. Um but that that was that was the 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 results um and before we move on uh i i i said it to you and that and uh friends here last night will will sincerely vouch for it uh i'd said it on the previous podcast uh like being such a huge edge fan for for my whole life and that um last night was really really awesome um and uh when edge ended up tossing orton out uh, I, I had a wave of emotion hit me, um, which I'm sure has to do with a lot of other stuff going on in my personal life, For sure, but I think it was just what I needed. Uh, there, there was a wave of emotion. I, I had a good little cry sitting there really, really happy. Uh, like not a bad cry, a good cry, not afraid to admit it. Um, yeah. with edge winning. Um, and I, I know there was a lot of people that, that weren't too pleased with it being a part-timer you know his his comeback kind of giving it to him but you know what the story um we talked about it prior to the podcast take whoever your favorite wrestler of all time is whoever your number one not right now unless right now is your number one take them and put them in edge's shoes uh, send them through Edge's whole story of being told you're never going to wrestle again it's their childhood dream all this stuff the comeback, the injury again, to last night, and I guarantee you will have a similar reaction <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. to myself. Maybe not as many tears, because hopefully you're not as in in a similar mental state as I am most of the time. Yeah, <laughs> but, um, but it's absolutely a fair point. Like that that match. Like, it had the perfect storytelling from start to finish. I mean, obviously, we had number one and two finish the Rumble, but Orton by no means survived the 58 minutes or 50, whatever. That... 58 minutes and 28 seconds, although although that is his time that they gave him, um, even though he was not in there the full time. Edge was in there a full 58 minutes and 28 seconds. Yes. Um, that is that is my point there. Like Orton did last from one from two to thirty, but but he missed he, forty minutes of the match. Yeah, and that's not a knock on Orton. He's no, definitely the, a more active superstar who is going for a totally different story. And hundred percent, it just made no sense for him to have to sit through that entire hours match. It just exactly. Didn't. So, um. They moved on, and that was exactly it. 
but yeah, we're we're gonna move on here uh, as well to a new segment here in just a second. But before we do, uh, make sure if you're enjoying this, uh, once again, you can give us a follow on our Twitch to know when we go live for these podcasts, or if you watch them afterwards, uh, you can find us on uh most major podcast platforms uh including google Podcasts, spotify anchor and many more um as well as following our twitter uh to get notified whenever we go live um, absolutely as well as voting in polls after shows and all that because we do all that stuff yeah and you guys can keep us up to date as well for any news that we might miss on our twitters as well so yes that is very helpful that is more than helpful uh as of late um but to our our segment specifically for pay-per-views, the Malteser match rating scale. Um, very obviously, if you are a a person who follows dirt sheets and everything, you you should very well know what we're what we're doing here. The play on words. Uh, all respect yeah. to Dave Meltzer. Uh, but we are we are giving the matches a, a rating out of five. Um. Yeah. Uh, potentially seven or more uh, if we yeah, really I mean, think we, a match deserves it. We can run the Dave Meltzer scale, which is it's five, but I mean, if the match is better than that, I think the highest is a seven. 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 Yeah. So. Um, exactly. But this if is it the, deserves it, it deserves it. This is the Malteser match rating scale. Uh, thank you, Blake, for that name. Uh, we were going to uh, be in person initially for this. Yes, we tried our best. Bags of Maltesers with us uh, yeah. for this. Uh, for and if for some reason you, you're in a place where you don't have Maltesers, they're they're a really good candy. Look them up. Uh, I think they are actually an only Canadian. Are they? Um, I they might be. I could be wrong. Um, but I, I from what I've heard, they're, they're not in the states. From what I've heard, but I oh, could. Damn, be wrong. unlucky people. Uh, yeah. okay but uh we'll run through match by match here uh pre-show uh tag match i did not catch this match unfortunately i apologize oh, really? i uh, i totally forgot to watch the pre-show <laughs> i gave it a 2.5 out of 5 i it like decent match but nothing that deserved in a the- in theory as we say more than 50 percent it, right. I it, saw the result of the match and I assumed I knew how it went. So I was yeah. like, I, do, I don't really think I need to watch it. But I also forgot we would be giving it our Malteser scale. But the rest of them I did great. <laughs> so with that being said, uh, WWE uh, Championship match, uh, Drew McIntyre and Goldberg, what'd you give? I gave it a 2.5 out of 5 here. Um, I mean, I thought it was going to be Goldberg just demolishing Drew. And it wasn't. Uh, it, it was a very honest. It was an even match, if you wanted to call it that. Uh, and it just made it a lot better than I thought it was. So I'm going to give it a passing grade. That's fair. I gave it a two. Um, I enjoyed uh, the brawl to start it. Didn't enjoy that the bell didn't ring. Um, and then we kind of got a finisher fest, which made me roll my eyes. And then I liked the, like you passed the test at the end. So I didn't want to give it lower, but I'm, I don't know, as I've said many times already, so I won't like go off on a tangent here, just kind of tired of the finisher fest. Whenever we see Goldberg, it's, it's all it is. It really is. And, you know, we've, we mentioned, I don't know if we were mentioning it on the podcast, but uh, Dolph Ziggler versus uh, Goldberg, if he were to just do something like that, 
yeah. I don't see an issue. Like, yeah, we were actually mentioning that when we were talking about the review, uh, when we were uh, going over the results for that match. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, okay. Uh, Carmella versus Sasha Banks for the SmackDown Women's Championship. Uh, where's my mark? My mark for that. I gave it a 2.75 out of 5. That's fair. I gave it a 2.5. I gave it a pass. I figured it, it sat about as good as uh the tag one um like decent match solid match um but it, there just wasn't anything there to for sure hold me to give it um in the same probably in the same line that you are i had i had to give it a higher ranking than drew and goldberg just based on the fact that it was an actual match yeah like oh yeah exactly like yeah. they they went and like Carmella, like we said, Carmella and Sasha had a fantastic match. Like they they did what they needed to do there. Yep, hundred so. percent. Um, women's Rumble. I gave it a three point five. I gave it only a three. So, yeah, I mean. It was a good match. I did not like the finish. I would have been inclined to give it a four if the winner was just Rhea instead. Yeah, uh, I gave it a three. Um, just due to the fact that there wasn't anything like I liked some of the callbacks and some some of the spots. Um, but then there were some that I just kind of I rolled my eyes at. Uh, a lot of like. 24 7 title match bit in it i'm like why why do we have to do that in the women's match take away from them like for sure um the whole naomi and bianca belair bit on the outside and them having to elevate each other i like there was just points that i was like what was the point of it mm-hmm. um but it was still a very decent match uh at the end of it all yeah, for sure. Um, Kevin Owens versus Roman Reigns, last man standing for the WWE Universal Championship. What you got? I gave it a four. It was a really good match. Gave it a four, eh? Yeah, it was. It was a really good match. And I mean, I say that being a really big critic of Roman Reigns, I'm not a fan of his, but he showed me in this match that it's really WWE that is not wanting him to sell and this is the first time they allowed him to and i think they literally just went out there and said roman has to win you guys go have a last man standing match well i gave it a 4.25 well there you go i was uh i was overly impressed with it my only issue was the finish yeah honestly if i if honestly take the you fin- take and like that- i'm not even saying reigns winning because reigns no in honesty is the one that should have gone over i'm talking yeah. the whole mishap with the counting and the handcuffs and yes. it just made it look really sloppy at the end of what was like a brilliant match yeah um i'd probably if that finish didn't have the sloppiness towards the end i'd probably give it a 4.5 it would have gotten a four and a half for me yep yeah but I just, I couldn't because of that sloppiness towards the finish. It just didn't quite, and I, I obviously knocked off more than you did for that just because I think it really just stalled the um, the flow of the match. No, that's fair. It, 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 took, it took too long 
to get to where it needed to be and it just kind of it took all that adrenaline down so i totally exactly. get that um and then finally the men's rumble match this is my 4.5 match like this i would give it a five but like i said there's there are some bits that i didn't like about it so i'm not going to give it a perfect match but it it was exactly what you think it should be 4.75 i it was not a perfect match um but by all means the best match on the card mm-hmm. um in in looking at the overall perspective of it uh take out some of the flaws of it um including like them getting bad bunny involved and yeah just some of that crap um and it probably would have gotten a five from me oh Um, absolutely yeah you you entirely remove the issues with bad bunny and what was the other one i had a big issue with um oh honestly orton being sent to the side and not like going through the whole match as much as like it made sense i would have preferred to see him actually go through the whole match oh yes exactly exactly but uh yeah it's 4.75 is what i'm giving that i thought it was uh i thought it was really good myself um exactly so uh with us running through that uh malteser match rating schedule uh or uh uh, star rating uh not sponsored by the way um But we please do if you want to. Yeah. Uh, we are. We will move on to our overall show rating out of five. Uh, my man, my man, what did you give the Royal Rumble as a whole? It's a five out of five. It was a perfect show. Really? <laughs> Holy yeah. crap! Yeah, uh, that's the first perfect show of our. For me, in my opinion, like it was. As much as I didn't like the finishes of some of them you couldn't have asked for a better Royal Rumble with what was being given to us by the pandemic and everything. Oh, a hundred percent. Um, so I gave it a 4.75. I wanted so badly to give it a perfect, but I couldn't, I couldn't. Um, if I'm being completely honest and, and this is, just me uh being me honestly right down to the core uh if we would have had drew versus somebody else actually gotten a a solid match out of it and we wouldn't have had just this super random musical performance um like i think it would have been enough to give it perfect but I feel like there it was just a waste of time with the musical performance it, it, and sure. then putting it in a spot in the rumble just annoyed me. And then having one of the world titles being in the situation it was. I For sure. Um, I just I, I was couldn't. able to look past that though. So I couldn't. I I I want to be able to but yeah. there is absolutely zero reason and I will fight it to my last breath. There was absolutely no reason to keep putting Goldberg in the world title. We have stars left, right, and center. We could have had an actual match. We did not mm-hmm. need the 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 finisher fest we got. We could have yeah. actually had Drew put on. I said it a while back. We got Keith Lee versus Drew McIntyre for free on Raw. 
Yeah. And this was the Royal Rumble World title match. Come on. Yeah, exactly. No, I, I, it's totally fair. Um, I just think that... Um... Also, uh, before you go, sorry to interrupt, uh, no Keith Lee in the Rumble. Yeah, that was... Seriously? Funny. Yeah. Anyways, continue. Like, um, like, I get where you're coming from, but from a booking standpoint, like, the, the WWE, they needed to recoup some money here, and unfortunately... Goldberg is a name that they can buy pay-per-views off of. Keith Lee isn't so much right yet. When you've got... The thing is, is to put him on other shows, sure. But for something like the Rumble or WrestleMania, those cards, you don't... And take this, exactly. don't take this the wrong way. But you don't need to put those names on because those are the shows no, sure. that are going to get the buy rates almost anyways no and that's just like i like it's just you it's that double-edged sword as uh from a booking standpoint like you want your best possible money production and at the same time you want a good story and unfortunately they didn't balance it too well this time also screw them with the whole money bit they just did a billion dollar deal with nbc they can kiss my ass on needing to recoup money (laughs) that is very true but but like you know what I mean? Like it's oh yeah, it's, it's all mean. business, right? Like it's just it's shitty business. But anyway, it is. <laughs> uh, so moving on from our ratings, uh, match of the night. I gave it to the last man standing match because I was so shocked by how it went. Hundred percent agree. Um, on, on that one, uh, it like. There's absolutely no reason uh, why it doesn't deserve match of the night. Um, I mean, yeah, like it for me, it was one of the like, like I've said, Roman finally was able to sell and it it just made him look human. And I think we're going to hopefully get some story on that in, in SmackDown. I hope he doesn't just return to doing exactly what he's doing on SmackDown. Um, it'll be interesting to see for sure. Um, I want to see this be not a character shift for Roman, but a evolution of his character, giving it that human aspect that he didn't have Jey Uso. Maybe that's why, maybe he, maybe that's why he didn't look so, so good. He didn't have his, uh, his, so Paul is his special counsel. Yeah. Um, Jay is what? Like his brother, his cousin. Yeah, like, he's a lackey basically. Yeah. Um I gave my match of the night though to the men's rumble. Um due to our match of the nights just being really what we felt and and due to the fact of Edge winning um and just the emotion it invoked in me, I I can't give it to anything else. No, um, and I, that is totally fair. Absolutely. And before we move on, before I forget, um we have our Twitter poll. We have our yes. Twitter poll. Um, so we put up polls after shows on our Twitter at Walking the Ropes. Um, and uh, this one the, got a lot of votes, I think. Yes, the poll for the Royal Rumble. Uh, f- there was fifty three point six percent of the vote that thought it was a great show. Seventeen point nine percent uh did not enjoy it, and there's twenty eight point six percent uh that are sitting on the fence as to whether or not they enjoyed the show. Um, interesting that people disliked it. I would really like to hear from them and one and just like know know why you I didn't w- like the whole show on as a whole. Yeah, I would really like to know what stood out so much that made you not 
enjoy it. Um, because even we're saying like we're not fans of Bel Air and we're giving these the show a near perfect. I'm giving it a perfect rating. You're giving it a near perfect rating, and one of the main matches is not at all what we wanted to happen. Exactly. Uh, like, <laughs> so yeah. But anyways, um, segment of the night. I uh Tony Storm's appearance in the Royal Rumble. She had a pretty good showing. She did really well and I just love seeing her in the ring. <laughs> that's that's completely fair. Um so I gave it uh because I couldn't give it my match of the night like I said just due to the the meaning of the Rumble match. Uh I For gave sure. Reigns and Owens my segment of the night um because it's the closest I could give it to match of the night. Um uh, but to to kind of double up on it, um, to to put, pinpoint a specific moment almost, um, Goldberg telling Drew McIntyre he passed the test. I've shit on the match a lot. I've shit on the concept of Goldberg being there a lot. But there was one honest moment that I sat there and I went, you know what, this this worked. Was Goldberg telling him he passed the test? Mm-hmm. Um, which I mean, I still don't think Goldberg is really the the the, the measuring stick anymore, in my opinion. It, but if it, anything, it was it should be Cena, but but it was it was a nice moment, so I'll give it I'll give it that. I'll yeah, <laughs> I'll be nice enough there. It'll be nice. Uh, just before we move on to the yep. performer of the night, it'll be nice when Cena comes back to do bits like this, where he might even challenge the world champion. But I know I doubt Cena will ever hold that world championship again. I don't think he will. As much as it makes sense for him to break the record for yep. Rick, I do not think he will ever do it again because John knows the fans and he knows that that is not a good booking decision. Yeah. And oh, I agree. So okay. as much as that's something we'd like, I personally would love to see it. Oh, break the I, record, if but... somebody's going to break it, it deserves to be Cena. I, I will admit that right here, right now. Mm-hmm. he's one of those people that like as a wrestling fan from that era he's on a mount rushmore like obviously my mount rushmore is still like hulk hogan triple h and people like that from way back when but cena is definitely on people's mount rushmore for sure oh 100 percent, 100 percent. uh but speaking of amazing performers in that performer of the night what'd you give Edge, I, I can't give it to any other person other than uh I don't want to guess his age, but somewhere in his 40s, going near damn an hour straight of hard cardio work. I, if anybody's 47. ever been in a ring, he's 47. So anybody, I, if you've never been in a ring, if you've just ever hit the ropes once or twice, you know it isn't an easy thing to do. It it takes a lot out of you. You, And what he did by no means was an easy match. He started out by doing a hardcore match and finished by winning a damn Royal Rumble. Like, yeah, you, can't, and you can't give it to anybody else. Like, nope, my performer of the night is Edge, um, 110%. Um, yeah, nobody, like, I, I, I'm sorry to literally everybody else on that card uh, yeah nobody else deserves it besides no. edge and that's and not that's a knock not on the the 
40 other people on the card but you are talking the most amazing comeback story of all time at this point and just 58 minutes after being told for nine years you can't do this 58 yeah. minutes straight yeah and that's not even including his you know wrestlemania brawl with or oh my in god the, in the performance center like there were so the greatest many... wrestling match ever which was a fantastic wrestling match yeah like it's just i edge is one of those guys that we never thought we would see in the wrestling ring again and we're seeing it and my god he's going for the world title again and he might just do it and he's, then retire the way he should with the world title, but on his terms. Yeah, he's, he's as as they said, and I've been saying it, he's going for what he never lost. He's going to get back what he never lost because he never lost the world title. I would love it if WWE, uh, like he comes out for Raw tomorrow, or tonight with Big Gold and says, until I win that belt, this is my championship because <laughs> I never lost it. Fair I would point. love it. I would absolutely love it because I just want to see Big Gold on TV again. I'll say that very much so. <laughs> that That's completely fair. Because um, it's uh, the only belt that I can think of that competes with Pretty Platinum. So That's, that's fair. Uh, and if you guys don't know the names of those belts, Big Gold is the Ric Flair Gold Championship World Heavyweight Title Belt that everybody knows from WWE and, and WCW Platinum, <laughs> and WCW and Pretty Platinum is AEW's World Heavyweight Championship, and it is probably, my opinion, the most pretty title in all of sports. Oh, it's beautiful! It's beautiful. Um, yeah. But speaking of things that aren't quite so beautiful, worst of the night. You might want to hit the buzzer for me here quick, because I'm going to get in trouble here. Oh, jeez. Here we go. Uh, Headphone warning real quick to those of you listening to the audio podcast here. Uh, There goes the siren. Nuclear heat. Here we go. Here Um, we go. So, my worst of the night here is Bianca Belair winning. To me, there was not enough build to this win. She Her trajectory was not to be the winner of this Royal Rumble. I don't see her winning the WWE SmackDown Women's Championship. I just think it was a waste of a win. Okay. Wow. I apologize to Belair because I don't think of you as a bad person. Your gimmick is just horrible. Oh, jeez. And I apologize. Well, I gave my worst of the night to the waste of time of the musical performance and then Bad Bunny getting involved in the Rumble. Eh, pointless. Pointless, yeah, a sure. waste. Uh, yeah. No, that's that's I, very I don't fair. think I need the nuclear heat warning for mine. <laughs> no, exactly. I knew when I put that down that I was going to get some heat for that, but I just I don't get it. I don't get her gimmick at all. Hey, and I well, like like I said I apologize cuz it is not the person. She's definitely a fantastic human being and I wish her as a human all the best, but change your damn gimmick. 
Or or give us something more to work off of. Or cut your hair. I guess take out the extensions. Oops. Well, moving on from that. <laughs> uh, final predictions uh, going forward. Uh, basically into tonight's Raw. Um, you got you got anything anything that you can think of anything noteworthy? Um, you already gave your your possibility with Edge there with uh, Big Gold. Anything else you got? Well, um, I'm going to kind of stick with that. But Edge comes out, opens Raw. We get his huge like the old school pyro shot where it's the single ones as he does his arms up, you know. Um, and then he comes in and he announces that he is challenging Drew for the WWE Championship at the WrestleMania. Okay. I think he announces it right away. No pomp and circumstance, no if ands or buts. He comes out, he gets right to the point. Drew, get out here. You're my champion. You're you're my challenge. I'm I'm challenging you, you know. Okay. Okay, okay. Um hmm. See And I don't even really think that's a bold prediction. I think that's just exactly what's gonna happen. <laughs> I don't I don't know who he's gonna go after because the thing is is like he wants back what he never lost, which would be facing Drew. Mm-hmm. But, it would have to be because that would be the only belt considered in his title history. But the thing is, is we could potentially go the other route where it was it's just the idea of the of a world championship and he possibly challenges Reigns. I don't want to see him challenge Reigns because he won't beat Reigns. WWE won't let him beat Reigns. Here's my thing, though. I'd rather him challenge Reigns because if he doesn't, then we get Reigns and Goldberg. Okay, you well, no, no, we don't. I think WWE won't do that again. Um, I think this year, Reigns' story is going... Don't look at me like that. You're going to give them that much credit. You're going to say they're not going to do Reigns and Goldberg. We just had Drew and Goldberg for the world title. What Exactly. Validity? There's no point at all in WWE giving him the universal shot. Like There, there was, was zero... no point in him them giving him the shot at Drew. <laughs> My point exactly. Why would they give it to him now? Because they didn't get the match last year. But I just, I don't think that's enough of a reason. Like, I think they're... I think they're smarter than that, and they know oh, that, I that don't. will... I don't that. think they're smarter than that. <laughs> That's going to cost them ticket sales, though. Like, honestly, yeah. it will. And I'm saying ticket sales, because they're going to have, like, a 50% capacity arena. Like... Uh, I, I, If we don't get Edge challenging Reigns, uh, a bold prediction going forward, not just for Raw, obviously, we're getting Goldberg and Reigns at Mania. Um, if Edge doesn't challenge him, as for tonight... Um, I would I've... sooner see Cena take the title from Reigns if we had to see a part timer take it. Like, <laughs> um, I'm I'm honestly thinking the Fiend returns tonight. I think I don't know how, I don't know why. It's but I it'll think... do. Uh, so Bliss will be somehow crying, and she'll be so unconsolable that. The Fiend isn't able to communicate with her. Like, that person on the swing, the Fiend, who is definitely who she's been talking to. Well, that's the, uh, the essence, basically, that she's yeah. speaking to. Um, that that essence isn't able to communicate with her, and the actual Fiend has to reappear to console Bliss for what happened. 
So like you said, we didn't see Bliss afterwards. I think she disappeared and she just, she vanished. I don't know if you heard that. Yeah. She thinks she disappointed the fiend or something. Yeah. So she, she completely hid herself away. She's like, no, this is the fiend. Like he's, yeah. So I think that's a, you're, that's a very good point. The, but, and that'll probably go to an intergender tag match somehow at mania for them which is unfortunate storyline wise for them but um it'll it probably will do that and maybe lead to something after mania for them which is fun yeah um i definitely don't want to see them break up that duo because it's 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 a great thing for bliss it's working oh it Um, is and i never thought that she would be the sister abigail that we needed yeah exactly like I honestly thought it was going to be Nikki Cross or Liv Morgan. Yeah, it was going to be something like that, but uh but no. Um and, and if then, Nikki pulled the whole Rosemary gimmick off, that would have been crazy. Like Oh, exactly. Anyway. Um and the only other thing, uh obviously I expect to see Christian in some um some way tonight. I would love to see a match. Uh if if his clearance was a hundred percent full. Hell, and good I mean, he doesn't even need to be a match. I just want to see the peep show. If we're just doing their TV shows again, can we, just can do we the peep open, show. Can we open with the with uh with the peep show, or uh, what were they calling it when it was him and Edge doing it together? Because they did it two or three times after they both retired. Uh, the cutting the Edge, Edge and Kristen show that re- totally no that 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 was on the network they the oh. the talk show that they were doing in the ring because they did it with like Rollins that and that I, th- I think they honestly called it the Cutting Edge Peep Show or something maybe something like uh, a combination of their two yeah but I would not be upset if Raw opens with the Peep Show and Christian has Edge come out and they announce whatever going forward for that that'd be cool yeah. we're going for the tag team titles before Mania. <laughs> Oh, before Mania. I thought you were saying use uh, Edge's rumble win to challenge for the tag titles against... Yeah, they're, they're going to challenge the Young Bucks. <laughs> <laughs> Young Bucks versus the Good Brothers against Edge and Christian at WrestleMania. <laughs> that is my bold prediction. <laughs> Triple H said they're open for business. <laughs> I don't think they're that open for business. <laughs> um, oh, who's the Raw and SmackDown tag champions right now? Hurt Business. Oh, shit, right. Uh, and SmackDown's... Um, Ziggler and Rude. Rude and Ziggler. Rudolph or... Um, Rudolph? They had s- Have you not heard that? No. That's the nickname uh, Simon Miller calls them on what culture's ups oh and downs. He goes, and Rudolph come out to the ring. <laughs> oh, jeez. Um, wow. like, uh, I, I really enjoy the ups and downs from, from what culture, so That's fair. you'll hear me reference that sometimes. Well, that was that was a fantastic uh, Royal Rumble review and recap and whatnot. Um, it was a great show. Anything else you'd like to say here, Blake? Any last things? No, I've just really enjoyed doing this whole... This has been a month of us doing this podcast. It doesn't feel like it, and I just want to do more. I We've been getting more viewers every time, and it's just... It's so cool. I love people. Like, we've had commenters. We've had people tweeting us. Like, 
please, if you guys are enjoying us, just let us know in some way, even if it's a like on our tweet, a like on our YouTube video or following us on Twitch, like we love to just see some kind of interaction with us. Like, it's just so cool. Close our minds that people want to listen to us. It's, it's honestly, it's, it's really fun. Like we, we promote the, the buy me a coffee and red bubble, obviously, um, for, for a monetary purpose. Um, but we, we never expect anything like that um we we honestly as as honest as could be uh blake just saying the the likes and the follows or a basic tweet or something like that like a comment on a youtube video those things honestly is what actually lets us know that we're doing something right um and it's really nice uh any and all support um I mean, we're just, we're honestly, we're just two, two friends, two wrestling fans, um, that are taken. Who literally quizzed each other to be friends, basically. Literally, literally, um, which I mean, we'll probably tell that story (coughs) one day, uh, because we hope to do more outside of just reviews. We want to, we want to do some throwback episodes and watch some old stuff and, and just stories and whatnot. Hell, we'll, we'll just do a, a a story time podcast because we got to. We've got a handful of stories, each of us. Um, yeah, and I mean, we've even got some potential big things coming up in the in the near future yeah, with the podcast. Um, not gonna drop anything else other than really that, unless you have something you'd want to say about that. But. No, just just something that uh, that might help us uh, going forward. Um, For sure. But uh, we've appreciated all the support so far, honestly. Um, Absolutely. And I mean, like we were saying, we're, we always have new ideas. Like he and I are always talking, always communicating about what to do on the podcast. Like we've got new ideas. Like this Maltesers uh, thing we did for the first time has been an idea we've had since the start of this podcast. Yep. Like, and we were just waiting we for the, the perfect moment, the perfect moment, which like, just so happens to be the rumble yeah like we started this right at at the start of 2021 um and we've had so many ideas just rolling off of our our heads and they've been some solid ones like um i in my opinion like we've gotten so many different cool things that i think will be coming in the next few months even probably next year like oh yeah like what you're what you're seeing now us doing the reviews and that that like this is not it this is not what we're going to be doing solely for the next, you know, however long the foreseeable future, there is yeah. so many other ideas outside of even just um stuff being posted in a podcast format. Um, right. We have stuff that like, like obviously we, we live stream this um, and the video VO- VODs go up on uh, YouTube, but we also post the audio to um, podcast sites we have we have ideas for for actual video series and stuff we want to do um and it's it's all just a matter of time and us getting around to it which which will happen as we continue this as we're now actually getting into a pretty solid decent schedule and getting used to it well yeah we've um, run an entire week now of um our we like our shows through the week now which um is a lot better i think in my opinion we've been flowing a lot better we don't have five hours of just one show like jeez um um, 
but you know and you know everybody who did listen to our longer versions of these podcasts and like like them, this one like this one yeah, i mean uh, which but I this mean, one i feel <laughs> i was gonna say i feel like this one's been full of content and stuff for it's gonna be like the to... wrestlemania one the wrestlemania one's gonna be five hours yeah exactly and for sometimes there's nothing we can do about that but like um we are really trying to make these as enjoyable as we can for anybody who wants to listen to us. Uh, and we just, yeah, like we've said, we absolutely love and support or love. And I guess, yeah, support you guys in supporting us. Like we, you guys want to support us. We're going to do what we can to make sure we keep this show going. Cause we want to do this. This is something he and I have off and on talked about probably over the last two, three years that we've oh, known each other. Easily, easily. Like, um so, so yeah definitely so, something we've wanted to do for a long time so just an honest thank you um yeah absolutely and we know like right now you you might be thinking oh well you're only thanking one two three guys sure but that's more than i thought would be listening to us after the first month oh exactly. like i didn't like i didn't think we would be getting anywhere and not to say that this is anywhere but it's better than I thought, and I'm just so excited for the future of this podcast. Yep, the future looks bright. So uh, Absolutely. With that being said, thank you everybody for listening to this uh, Royal Rumble recap and review. Uh, once again, just to run through the stuff, uh, if you want to watch this live, we are live multiple times uh, a week on Twitch. Um, so you can follow us and get notifications there, as well as following us on Twitter uh voting in the polls commenting letting us know what you enjoyed from shows um as well as we post when we are going live on there uh so if you follow us on there um that is another great way to keep up to date with everything going on with us um all of our links are in our link tree uh if you listen to the audio format of this podcast and uh yeah uh, once again just an honest thank you yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for being here for the first month. There are many more months to come from many, this. Many, many more. Uh, so with that being said, uh, we will see you guys uh, tomorrow. <laughs> tomorrow for the Raw yeah. review. Tomorrow uh, for our Raw show. We're going to be reviewing anything that goes on tonight. Uh, it's a three-hour show of Rock. Oh, or could do anything. <laughs> Who knows? So uh, until then. So yeah, thank you so much for listening, everyone. Yes, take care.